0: Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Cold open. All right. All right. All right. Huh? Huh? Yo, you know what's fucking, you know what pisses me off? Tell me when some bananas? Guys, wait why i don't know i'm guessing <laughs> all right cory i love bananas because he always says that's fucking, bananas. Oh, yeah, fucking sure. bananas i hate when guys or just people in general they see you on the street and don't know you and start fucking talking to you and telling you the whole life story i hate that shit yesterday i went for a walk this guy's walking his dog and his dog's barking he's like this dog walks at everything can you believe it I was in the dominican republic yesterday fishing i love fishing man you should get down there someday it's so fucking nice i'm like my guy i don't fucking know you shut the fuck up and, and he followed kids. me he with followed. the dog, and he kept that's yelling. A little I had my headphones on. So that's harassment. He kept yelling. I'm like, my guy. that's harassment. Back the fuck and off. And now he's your roommate. And now he's a roommate. <laughs> and then they were roommates. And, and then that then kids <laughs> is how I met your father. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: And we're back. Welcome, everyone, out there on planet Earth. You're listening to the Three Ugly Guys podcast, a subsidiary of All or Nothing, because we're going to talk about it all, and we're going to talk about nothing, and everything in between. As always, we are three ugly guys. I'm Corey, aka Optimist Primeval Warfare. Mm. In the house tonight, we got Joe. You see, boys and girls, life's a battlefield, not a playground. But y'all too busy playing tiddlywinks to realize that shit. I fucking love tiddlywinks. Do you like tiddlywinks, Paul? I may not be
0: a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> what is love? Don't hurt me. Baby,
1: don't, don't hurt me? me. No, no more?
0: Can a baby hurt you? You know, they can, because
2: sometimes their nails could be a little long. True. And they, they always like to grab, you know, because they love toys, yeah. right? Your hands, your fingers. So, And you got to watch out for those, your eyes. Absolutely. They really will claw you. This wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. You you guys, do you guys see what I see?
2: I don't know. I'm looking at you
0: right now. turn you around. see
1: what I see? Turn around. It's a Christmas episode.
0: There's oh, no other people here. Christmas, everybody. Are they babies? No, they're adults. Uh, do yes. they have handguns? C- I, I hope not. We're not
1: babies with machine
2: guns. Oh, oh who the hell
3: is
1: that?
2: I see three the guys.
1: Oh, there's three other guys here. Joe, do you
0: want to do you want to tell some of these people who these people are? Sure. So, welcome back.
3: Why did for you do that right in my goodness? <laughs> <laughs> He's filling in for French. Great Oven. Oh, Oven. Everybody welcome back. Mike hi mike how you doing ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages three ugly guys proudly pretends to present <laughs> we don't <laughs> pretend to do anything. anything i guess Francesco now can top that yeah he's not even here yep. i'm not taking lives tonight guys i shot myself in the foot i'm just happy to be here wrestling is a beautiful beautiful thing thank you uh, i don't know. what does that mean michael Taking lives? Are you going to kill someone? <laughs> Apparently I was the guy that when you're playing Mario co-op, I take the lives when you don't need them. Yes. Like I'll have 99 Oh, right. right. he's bringing up references True. I completely Mario forgot party. about. Yeah. yeah. He
2: had that prepared for tonight. He he's like, going to bring yes. that up. But a wait book. a
1: minute. It's not just Mike. No, it's not. There's, There's someone else here. Duh. On right to Mike. On my left. We have Mike's brother Bobby.
4: <gasps> Bobbo! You know, once upon a time I was falling in love i'm only falling apart oh my oh god, my god. Be here.
1: all right <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here bobby and he touched me wait, what <laughs> what yeah, emotionally like oh, my, my oh heart. okay all yeah. right yeah i only Off touch camera. you don't touch me right. to be fair i can't see bobby's hands so i don't true. know uh, it's true hands and we have one more special guest tonight
5: please welcome our friend rich hi rich what's up guys how are we doing today Fine. How are you? Wow! What a great voice, right? Jordy's. So soothing. Yeah. This oh. is King Podcast. I don't listen. I came into this podcast today, and I was like, I'm gonna be so psyched, and I can do this. And after that intro, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> ah, it's there all right. we go. Be yeah.
2: Well, you know, we're here to look like. Now, him, before so. we start, I love Rich, it. This
1: is a fantastic. As I, I made a reference to before, Rich's "quote unquote" King Podcast. King um, Podcast. Yes, uh, my friend Rich, our friend Rich, um, was mm. doing this. Way before anybody else Was doing this Years ago Years like I'm talking We were like 19 years old The kid started His first podcast So he invented podcast Yes he invented podcast But Rich, wow, he
0: invented them before the computer because we're like 92 years old, right. right? So
1: now, did you get any royalties from inventing podcasts?
0: Oh, absolutely
5: not. Damn, I keep horse. knocking on Joe Rogan's door. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I need some <laughs> money from you, bro. <laughs> like, what's going on here? We
3: should go pay him a visit. Is right, that like the should. remit of knocking on Heaven's door? It's knocking on Joe Rogan's yes. door? Not yes. Yes, on that
5: on is on the on real on Joe Rogan, Rogan experience. Ooh.
1: But hmm. Mr. Rich here himself has some podcasts of his own. So, Rich, if you would really yeah, mind. Yeah,
5: yes, sir. Uh, Monday nights live on Twitch, 7 p.m. Eastern time, leading off our baseball show. And then, of course, at 8 o'clock, p.m eastern time for you yankee fans out there savages in the bronx fun shows i got with two separate co-hosts both half-hour programs both ec listen so check it out live on twitch and uh, yeah Appreciate it, buddy. No problem,
0: man. I Thank you for being here. He sounds like sound a guy who belongs on the radio. We should just
3: retire right we now. We, we sound I like a bunch of idiots. Do you we want talk? Our podcast? You could just take over. Yeah, I'll take it over. Can I ask Risk a uh, Rich? Risk. We're talking Risk. <laughs> risk. The Ukrainians. King Botch. I'm some context of the Ukraine being weak. We're talking about Seinfeld before we talked about the Risk episode. So I'm just jumbling my words. I'm getting all the like botches out now so that my work rate will go over the top. I'm going for seven and a half star performance. but I want to Dave Meltzer. Thank you, sir. I want to ask Rich a plug related question go for it so you gave the name to the <laughs> shows are those like you know they say like follow me at like let's say at mike like what like how is it on how does it work on twitch like if they were going to search for your url or let's say what would that be
5: oh no they're fucked i have to send them a
3: link like
5: yeah we just started this shit so yeah no i'd have to literally you have to follow us on twitter where okay. our link is right there in the bio mm-hmm. at savages bronx for savages in the bronx for yankees Funny for the Yankees savage, stuff bro. and at L off podcast on Twitter for leading
1: off. We will remind everybody, and we will also be uh, writing them physically
5: on our social media. But yeah, I was actually really happy to get this opportunity because when Joey was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do a show in the spring. Hopefully, you come through." I'm like, "Yeah, great. We'll talk baseball. Baseball season." He's like, "Nah, we're gonna talk wrestling." (laughs) Okay,
0: that was cute. So that is why we're here today, gentlemen. That was my reaction too when they first announced the wrestling episode. I was like, "I'm fucked." Well, (laughs) you've 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 got some experience. I watched one three hour thing, but you loved it. I mean. I did, but... No, let's put so that... all it takes th- is one, man.
3: Let's That's put- true. That yeah, is true. No, That's legit. what my doctor told me when I texted positive. No, but let's put that in context. Corey picked a really good jumping off point. He watched this year's Royal Rumble. Yes. So, before we go into
1: this, we're just going to preface this episode. We are recording this episode on March 25th, 2021. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Kind of. kind of. But not really. So, everything we talk about is leading up to this year's 2021 WrestleMania 37. So... Which is one?
3: Which is... April 10th and 11th. Two-night extravaganza for the second year in a row. Usually that model's been reserved for the Tokyo Dome, but WWE, in response to the pandemic, has been doing that. And if the last thing is in to go by, because they had a year to refine it, I think the two-night system works works a little better. Yes.
1: So um, we're just going to let you guys know out there, we will be running down the card and the card for uh, Takeover, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. But before we get into any of that, let's start at the very beginning. So we know Corey... <laughs> oh he 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 knows wrestling he he might have caught a little bit as a kid but he really your first true event was this year's royal rumble yeah like i know i know wrestling is on tv i
0: know wrestling was invented in greece and that's the extent of my wrestle knowledge okay (laughs) that's good knowledge
1: thank you You but but no that's good i know that mike wrestled yes mike did wrestle
3: and he wrestled and he wrestled (laughs) mike you want to start off with any of that you want to start off with that yeah So, uh, Corey, I appreciate that you know that wrestling finds its root with the Greeks and Olympics, because you'd be surprised how many people don't know that, and thank you for shouting out my resume. I know on the combat sports episode, it probably sounded like I was flexing a bit, but pro wrestling is the reason why I did what's called amateur or Olympic-style wrestling, because guys like Kurt Angle, Bob Backlund, and other great mat technicians are the reason why I decided to do legitimate wrestling, as they say, and if anything, it made me a better wrestler
5: can can I just uh point this out real quick? I'm I'm like in be- so right now for those of you who have not the benefit of seeing us uh, live on video right now. I'm between a guy who literally probably strangles somebody with his bare hands and a guy who literally just put brass knucks on the table right next to me. <laughs> so I'm scared shitless right now. No, it's okay. Sorry it's to the mic.
3: So you're sitting next to uh, basically a Brolic dude and William Regal Corey That's what called you That's That's right. nice wow. wrestling. Thanks wrestling. Thanks for calling me Brolic Mike I yeah, <laughs> yeah, appreciate brolic. that you're a good
5: friend <laughs> I'm so happy
3: I did the show today He's breathing with the switchblade let him be Yeah, like I had no choice now Yeah, It's
5: okay
1: we wanted you here so, yes. yeah. Mike, yes, to did. build off your uh, oh. amateur background. Oh, oh so go ahead, real,
3: Corey. Rich, I just want to play off of your point real quick. Yeah. Mike, do you want to tell this story real quick or do you want me to tell it? Which one? Because anytime you say, Mike, do you want to tell the story? We have decades of experience to go by here. So we were just talking about
0: how you, you said strangle a guy with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. What did I watch you rip in half? in. Uh...
3: Oh, when we Uh-oh. were helping some of our best friends in the world furnish their new home? Yeah. I feel I would like to tell it, but I think you'll give it the gravitas that it needs. So, so I'll just provide input. All right,
0: so we were working in my friend's basement, completely demoing the entire basement area, and the worst part was the damn bathroom under the stairs. I mean, this shit was like, what the fuck? It was like, some, it was like out of saw. It was crazy. So they, like, rip everything down, the walls, the ceiling, everything out. <laughs> so we're going to town in this bathroom. We're just breaking shit. There's fucking plaster and tile everywhere. There's grime and whatnot. And we get to the shower part that we have to take out. And for those of you who have ever seen a shower before, it's usually just kind of like one piece. Yeah. And, um... Okay. So we had a hard time getting it out, so we sent Mike into that bathroom, and I literally watched this man rip a shower in half with his bare hands, like fucking
3: destroyed it, like it was tissue paper. First of all, I want to say shout out to that lovely couple and their beautiful home I, And I will also like to say I had a lot of help like Corey's giving me all the props in the world like It was him myself and a few of our other friends going to work on this thing And all I did was come in and once it was loosened up enough Rip it straight off the wall and then fold it in half like it was made out of cardboard basically Yeah, he is right the rest of us did
0: help by playing Lincoln Park for him to get him inspired to rip it out of the wall, but that's the extent of our hey it,
3: it counts it, it helped, it certainly helped I think to this day that's like one of the stories that we wish we had on tape Because it's we tell that at least every time we hang out now It's almost
0: become like a mythic uh, experience now when I tell it to people Because like, if they know you,
1: they believe it If they don't know you, you're like, get the fuck out of here <laughs> So to build off that, now that Mike's adrenaline is pumping Mike, set us off here what started you into pro wrestling as a fan
3: so pro wrestling as a fan which started me it's two things it's my dad was a big wrestling fan and at the, it was the dawn of the n64 because i got my n64 for christmas i got wrestlemania 2000 war zone i got all these games but i was a fan even like before that like uh, i would have to sneak it so i knew that like tnt was free you didn't need cable to watch tnt so during the monday night wars i was watching wcw then when i finally was able to watch usa like i got my cable box i saw stone cold steve austin ministry of darkness undertaker after that i was was hooked. So it was a combination of my dad, video games, and just being lucky enough to be a 90s kid with a television. So did that pull over to young Bobbert as well? I'm not exactly sure when I got into it. I
4: usually attribute the first day as the night after WrestleMania 15. I know that very vividly I have memories of watching Chris Jericho on Nitro mm. and and the obvious seeing Stonkel Steve Austin, Ministry Undertaker. So I don't know when it exactly started, but I do recall... Uh, seeing X Pac and the Hardy Boys, and once I saw those guys, I was hooked. What drew you to them? Mm, X Pac, I just I like I was weird. I like the music. Oh like, yeah, it was great. X- oh.
6: B- <laughs> and,
4: and no, he's just he's just a cool character. That I thought he was really cool the back Bronco then. Buster. DX, you love DX. Everyone mm-hmm. went around in the '90s doing the crotch chop and getting in trouble at school. Come I, on, I still do it. The Hardys, man, <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Hardys. Um, <laughs> To this day, they are them they're Mem and Randy Orton my favorite guys to this day. Like, to this day. To this day. So I think it was the usual the acrobatics watching the TLC matches. I probably I've probably seen TLC two WrestleMania seventeen
3: about Maybe definitely over a hundred times. Classic. Okay. so classic I just want to build on Bobby's point So he is correct He is definitely his first time watching was the night after 15 because the first show I watched back to front was WrestleMania 15 with my dad And we taped it and still to this day I could probably tell you that classy Freddie Blassie did the opening intro where he compared wrestlers to Greek gods mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time I realized that you can This is art Like yes, it's athletic. It's great like they they you know I got the speech about like what it really is early Like I didn't really have time to like be for lack of a better term a fan But to me it was like literally performance art and to me it was incredible
4: something about it just felt very special for us yeah, I think we can Relate to that just getting a chance to watch that and and see that these people you've heard it a million times If you're a wrestling fan, they're superheroes in real life. The things they do are out of this world. So something about it just draws you. Whether it be the pageantry of the matches. Whether it be the storylines. Whether it be the brutality. You want to watch it.
5: So where did it start for me? I want to say. It, Young was, it was a Monday Night Raw back in 1998. My dad must have just had the television on. Because I can vividly remember the first Raw I watched. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jumping the Zamboni, mm-hmm. leaping on to Mr. Moment. McMahon. This is the first episode of wrestling I'm watching. I'm thinking like, holy shit, like I'm a little kid. I thought this is real. i like, this is amazing. So that got me hooked because why not? And then what did he get followed up with? Undertaker and Kane showing up and destroying Vince McMahon's ankle at ringside. It was nuts, man. So yeah, I, that from there got me hooked. And I want to say professional wrestling was definitely the first thing as a kid that I authentically got into. It wasn't just like, you know, your parents, like, they'll throw things in front of you like kind of, like, convince you, oh, look at Thomas Tank Engine. Like, those have it on all the time. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I like Thomas Tank Engine because it's on. No, raw wrestling, that was the first thing for me as a kid. I was like, no, I love that purely. And here I am, like, 25-plus years later talking about it on a podcast mm-hmm. with these five guys. So, yeah. I, so something I must have burgers. went right after all those or years. Or wrong. Or, wrong. And or wrong. A lot of stuff went wrong. and We can talk about that. <laughs>
1: no. Paul, mm-hmm. how you, how'd you start?
2: Uh, Well, yes. Yesterday, I was watching wrestling.
1: (laughs) No, no. I I need you to go back further in time. Not dynamite.
2: Oh, yeah, not dynamite. Well, obviously, I
3: guess before. When did WCW start? Ninety Mike. So you're talking about when did it become? Like, when did it start? So, the NWA goes all the way back to the 60s. Oh, <laughs> what,
4: wait, NWA? Nitro began in 1995. National Wrestling thank Alliance. Thank you, Bobby. Oh, That's okay. what I wanted to know. That, I, I was got paid of, to t- do that, so I, thank I can. Uh, I uh, say about the rap group. I was very confused for
2: a second. My <laughs> first was definitely WWF. Uh, I remember Hogan, uh, Joey's favorite wrestler. What you gonna do, brother? Um, as, a kid, as a kid, I still have him, a wrestle buddy. My favorite was. The Macho Man. Ooh, the Macho Love the, Man. I have the Macho King. You know, the best buddy, brother. I don't know. So, I remember watching a lot of outside events. I don't know if it was WrestleMania. Was there WrestleMania in the early 90s that was outside? WrestleMania 9 in Nine. 1993. Yes. It yes. might have been that. Roman there. Coliseum. I, yes. I remember the Coliseum. One of the worst ever. ever. All right, so I definitely remember that one. Yeah. Um, I remember one event. I don't know. where It was Hogan versus Vader. And Vader had the freaking metal. The mandatory Yeah, the, the was that? Mask. that
3: was Bash that's at the, 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 the Beach '93, I believe. No, that's right, so WCW. Three. '93. No, ah, no, nice, so '93 no, no, was. No, I guess. No. No, no. Hogan came in. What Ho- year? Hogan
4: came in, in WW '94. So I'd probably say '95 because he wrestled um, uh, Ric Flair at '94. So yeah. Not that. Not that event, but he. I know he had a couple but, matches with him. Either way,
2: yeah. early '90s. Early '90s for you. Going back, back and forth. You know, I loved. We loved Hogan. Loved Macho Man. I remember Hogan had his. Beach show think yeah. the Boat Thing His movies Which are phenomenal Mr. Nanny Suburban Commander, I love I love Santa Suburban with Commando. Muscles Santa. Never watched that one that Paul one have you thing. seen Nose Holes barred? I have not But I've seen a tape Of Hogan That I recommend to Joey Yeah
1: nah That's not happening I heard oh, the bandana, bandana Never phone. came
2: off uh, No it never did um, Was it the sex
1: tape <laughs> <laughs> Corey knows about that though Rich, you want to weigh in on this one? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> no
2: comment on that one. Rich, you don't have to comment. Uh, I on guess I that that was one. right no, then. As a kid, I just yeah, you know, we, you, me and my brother, we're family, you know, and like Rich was saying, like as a kid, you think this is real, like this is legit, like a superhero thing, like this is oh my god, like these guys are going at it, like and you got to root for the the the, the face, the good guy, say. the good guy, Hogan or even Macho Man, you have know, the team up, or you got to... You oh know, the villain, Oh, Vader, or oh bad, or you know who else, Taker, or. Vader, well, I said the Vader already. Uh, what Roddy Piper. Piper, Flair. Yeah. And it just, you, you, it got you
3: pumped. Like, it really, because you didn't have that. Like, what else in your life was like that? Nothing. Nothing. Right? So, I just want to build on that. Like, I've said, I've gone on the record many times to talk about how long, like, I've known the, this esteemed panel. Like, Joey's my oldest friend. We always had wrestling. Like, that was one of our things. Like, Yankees wide ball wrestling. But like Paul and I literally became friends because of pro wrestling. It's right. Like uh, I say, he's Paul, right. I say Paul's my big brother, and I love him because <laughs> literally, if it wasn't for pro wrestling, I don't. I think I was what was it? I was wearing my wrestling sh- my wrestling team shirt in gym, and you, you were wearing th- your wrestling shirt. But either way, I was talking. I think this is someone else. I was doing my Undertaker impression. That was it. Yes,
2: hell in a cell. That's it, baby. The Undertaker, and then you heard that and just came right to me like, oh, you like you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I watch wrestling, and then boom. He was like, "Want well, to be best friends?" And you are like, "Yeah." yeah. Want to karate in the basement? Yeah, we yep. You could
3: hear the bones in my neck crack. I think like, my my head it whipped around that fast. Then like beep beep, pff, and I was right next to him. He went to the emergency room afterwards. Yep. It, oh, was it was terrible. Wrestling fan? No, that was his freshman year. <laughs> it, was the, it was the middle of wrestling Still season, bleeding. so my neck probably was made out of coins at that point. Wrestling
1: fan? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be your friend. But no, it, def- <laughs> if, <laughs> it, if, it
3: brings people together.
1: <laughs> it definitely brings you people know. together. It's it's unique. Bond. It's not like any other sport. It's completely different yeah and like bobby said before there's a pageantry to it on top of the athletics
5: just there's definitely the an, it's definitely an art form is, uh, it's an art form like almost anything else is an art form and it's just it's it's wild to think of the concept of professional wrestling and say like all right here's here's the fun argument that everybody loves to have with non-wrestling fans
3: don't use the f word <laughs>
5: <laughs> why do you still watch wrestling mike it's fake Oh, that's the F Wrestling's word. not, it's not fake. fake! The worst F word to use in front of a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's fake. It's fake. Boogity boogity. It's not so, fake. You ever watch scripted. a movie? Yeah, same it's thing. It's thing. It's fake. My best comparison to professional wrestling is Broadway. Broadway with body slams. Broadway on a national platform because you know yeah you're seeing it in person anything can happen like somebody can miss a line somebody can get hurt look at that fucking spider-man play from like years ago it was like oh, 60 yeah. injuries on that yeah. play yep. so yep. it is like to compare it is a live action spider-man play that yes. on a national broadcast that's basically wrestling that's the best way I can describe it but yes great point like oh what's your favorite show I'm sure that's fake too but you, you can't really use that word to any fan because you're gonna you're gonna get your ass handed to you Dwayne hand, Johnson
4: punched a kid in high school because I said the F word when I he was in a young when, rock. When he was an adult? I
0: mean, no, when maybe. he was in high school. Oh, okay. Yes. When The Rock was also in high school. I thought yes. he was just in a high school and some kid said no, it. No, that would have been some... assault, brother. Well, <laughs> yeah. it still is assault, brother. Does like, this feel fake? You know what's you interesting about, about what you just said, Rich? It almost seems like to. And again, I'm not a wrestling fan, but it almost seems like these people don't think that the people who are wrestling fans. Don't realize it's all scripted and everything too. Mm-hmm. Like that, they're completely oblivious to the idea of like it's a show. Yes. You know, that's like somebody watching a soap opera and thinking it's real. And you're like, no, I, I'm, I'm really positive Breaking Bad's not true. Same with thing with Game of Thrones. Right. I, I'm, un- I, I'm aware that this is a, a scripted thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cast. There's like a, a writer, and you know, it's so it's just weird to think that they believe that every wrestling fan has. It's like uh, it's just if you're a wrestling fan it's just it's a big secret like santa claus isn't real it's like don't tell them that it's scripted you know you mark i don't know what that means we'll get into the wrestling terminology
3: No, Corey. What you said literally is the exact snapshot of the whole clash between the wrestling fans and the non-wrestling fans. And as someone who says they're not a fan or has like limited experience, I thank you for saying that because usually it's the wrestling fans trying to explain that to people. And I think Bobby can probably attest to this too. But like you guys alluded to my wrestling career, like I got so much grief for being a re- actual wrestler that loved pro wrestling. Like I was no like I remember I wore a Degeneration X shirt to school because Patrides was. Kid- my, my high school I, I don't understand and hold on my high school was k-12 through 12, as some of you guys know when I was student teaching and I wore a DX shirt the kids loved it But then I got a bunch of grief from like everyone that was our age about how like oh How do you do like you do the real stuff? Why would you why would you endorse that fake stuff? You're giving these like frauds money So that's wrong.
1: Yeah, it's wrong
3: especially because a lot of guys who
1: do amateur wrestling wind up in professional
4: wrestling I was going to say, when we were doing amateur wrestling, we were not allowed. Not that we weren't allowed, but they would tell us, like, you shouldn't watch that. Like, try to sway you away from it. Because it, in a way, it gave the the real wrestling that people do, the which is amateur, quote unquote, uh, a bad name. I remember, uh, if you listen to Kurt Angle, he says the same thing. When he was in the Olympics, they were told, don't watch any pro wrestling. It's not real. It's not what we do. They're making a mockery of the sport, all this stuff.
0: Well the same thing could be said then for how many boxing matches have been rigged over the years. You know what I mean mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. entirely fake. So I mean is that any more real or less real than right. wrestling? I mean, you know, anything that has a predetermined outcome is obviously not authentic. So right. I mean, you guys don't know what's going to happen because you're watching it live, but the people who are in the show know exactly who's going gonna, to... It's not like a, a fucking baseball game where it's like, wow, this can kind of go either way. It's like, no, everybody already knows how this is going to end. All right. Yeah, Brett screwed Brett. Brett so, <laughs> I mean, that, that means, but yeah. I don't know about that. We could do a whole show on the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. Up. Yep. Build
2: upon Oh, go on. I was going to say, with Mike brought up high school or oh handy dandy uh, pet rights. Petrides. so Patriot's yes, yeah. uh, you know as a kid wrestling was huge mm-hmm. but for some reason when i got to high school it was like it was frowned upon exactly i mm-hmm. got like made for, like people like you still watch wrestling and mm-hmm. i was like it was just like it was just like 05 and like i'm like yeah i mean what's wrong with and i felt like bullied i was like oh that's still, mm-hmm. like i felt like the only kid
5: in my class that watched wrestling like it was weird i don't know why i'll tell you a major reason why i still watch to this day at 29 years old is because of him this guy right here. He's pointing, pointing to me. Mr. pointing, Joey. pointing Joey. to Mr. Yeah. Joe. He's pointing to me. I got to remember, we're not on video right now. It's all right. Maybe one day. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's a major reason. And just like that unit of friends that you're with that are just like still into something like, and it's not just wrestling with anything else. Like they keep you involved in it. They keep you, you know, they, they, they. they they make you go back and, like, appreciate, like, what you got, like, why you got into it, why you appreciate it, why you love it to begin with. You know, going to the shows with, with Joe and a bunch of the guys that we're, you know, mutual friends with. like That just, like, yeah, fortified your love for the craft. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a huge thing, too. And I think that that goes with any show with anything. Uh, yeah. Marvel. Like, yeah, anything. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Go, going to the show is think It's like comic books. Dude, back in the day, comics yeah. were, like,
2: yeah, you were a nerd if you read comics. Of course. I had to yeah. hide. I'd be like, oh, I don't read comics. Yeah. Now
0: bigger than ever and even wrestling's bigger than like it yeah, was yep. when i was in mm-hmm. high school dude, look at pokemon Pre- po- yeah so like i don't understand the argument people love pokemon there yep. i remember when i was in high school i had a, I had a friend who was with his girlfriend and we were going to jim hanley's universe and i was like <laughs> dude you want to go to comic book shop he's like no i don't go to, i don't read comic books i'm like are you you're the one who brought me to this place for the first time like are you kidding me yeah. they have your order inside and he's like <laughs> i don't read comic books and then he just went some i was like wow all right that's dumb i'm going inside the a, a nerd i couldn't believe it what i was nerd like, and I was talking to his girlfriend afterward. I was like, "He loves comic books." She's like, "I figured." I'm like, "I, I don't understand." <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. It's, it's just just very like, bizarre how people like are ashamed of things that are not things you should be ashamed of. Like, if you're a murderer, you should definitely be ashamed of right, that. You agreed. know, but like, yeah. you know, for liking certain things, it's for, this is like our guilty pleasure episode that uh, kind of we haven't released yet and probably won't have released by this point. But it's all
1: right; you'll hear it at some time. It's, hour <laughs> it's like
0: something that you're kind of embarrassed yeah. about that yeah. you really shouldn't be embarrassed about. These timelines are so confusing. It's okay. <laughs> More like the MCU. Mm. Yeah,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I lost my point After you made oh, the right. comment, I'm sorry. And I just saw The brass knucks again and I was like I am so worried For my life <laughs> You're safe You're fine Are you gonna uh, sell Corey, The power of the punch to the
3: chloroform
0: <laughs> To the right Oh yeah, yeah I'll yeah. save that for later okay, Save that for later <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's where the lights go out Rich
1: when you go over To the uh, to the, use the bathroom Don't trip Ooh. on the axe Oh the actually yeah I, I, I'm glad you brought that up Because so I
0: forgot to warn The two of them Bobby same thing for you Watch out for the axe On the floor Yeah
3: Mike It's it every time So I've sliced multiple Pairs of socks on the axe and isn't the bb gun line around somewhere? oh yeah rich we're, yes. we're not joking oh yeah is that
5: making the episode or, yeah or just uh, like yeah, oh, no, oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah they edit yeah. nothing just deal with yeah, it yeah we're good excellent here. got it yeah sweet oh uh, yeah sorry the point i was gonna make the point i was gonna make is the realization when you find out somebody's a wrestling fan that you didn't know before is a wrestling fan yeah it's actually probably the most eye-opening like craziest things like when you find out for the first time it's like it's like oh yeah and it's like a weird thing to to kind of present to somebody like how do you lead somebody into a conversation of oh they must like wrestling so like I think the easiest way is to like wear the merch. Yeah, like you yeah, see the yep. merch, and that's T-shirt. like the first—that's the first mm-hmm. thing. When you see the merch, it's like instant. Like, oh my god, you love wrestling, and then you just get into it. It's the mo- beautiful thing.
4: I feel like I can spot a wrestling fan like a miles away who's wearing a shirt. Like I know a logo, I know mm-hmm. someone's name, and I'm like, ooh, let's have a conversation, <laughs> and then let me judge
0: you on what your opinion is. Yeah. <laughs> Corey,
2: he's the guy that goes up to you randomly and talks a conversation.
0: Oh, just, yeah, that's Bobby. Although I could, I, I, they, I'd, I'd be slightly less. Off-put sure. by that, if I was wearing a shirt that made sense to draw attention to me. True. Plus, look at this face. I mean, come on. I
1: mean, yeah, who wouldn't want that baby? The face only a mother could hate. Yeah. Oh. I've well, mm, the- so everybody <laughs> else loves it then? None it's of the right. viewers can see his face. Yeah. It's adorable. You know, unless we took a picture and posted it for promotional
3: needs. Uh, uh, Maybe. <coughs> I don't know. <clears throat> what?
4: Well, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam.
3: <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Ooh. I just want to make two references. Uh, uh, unfortunately, it's not a video. They can't see us. But the majority of this table is wearing pro wrestling merch right now, which is beautiful. And also... You talked about how you think you could spot a wrestling fan and, like, just make a beeline for him. Like, Joey and I have gone to a few Metallica shows. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's five bands playing one of them is Metallica, you could find the Metallica fans without even realizing it. There's just, like, a beacon that goes off. It's it's the, the one singing know. it, probably. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. even before the show starts, like if you're just like, like, if you're at a Metallica concert, aren't all of them? Metallica no, 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 fans? no, no, no. A festival, more than one band. Oh, okay. I
0: was thinking, yeah. Every yeah, show. I, was, <laughs> okay, I'm glad that Ooh. I was on the.
3: Every know, time air. we've seen them, there's never been just Metallica. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's always been like a, a sea of band tees. Yeah. But for some reason, the Metallica fans flock to each other, whereas like let's say the Avenged Sevenfold, the Volbeat fans kind of keep to themselves. Yeah, hmm. like I think I might have told you this story, but this
0: was years ago when I went to Cali. Yeah, we were at um, fuck one of the beaches. I can't remember the name of the beach. Venice Beach. No, oh, it okay. was uh, La Jolla Beach. No. Beach Beach? beach, Yes, Beach Beach. beach. Huntington Beach. No, Santa Monica Pier. That that beach. Yeah. And we were positioned on the sand right next to the pier, and there was a band playing, and every fifth song was Enter the Sandman. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like it's really cool the first time, and you hear it again, you're like, yeah. oh, cool, it's the finale. Yeah. And then 11 times, you're like, wow, dude, I don't understand. And the man is crazy. Yeah, because like when you're on the pier, it's you're walking really in and, and out. You're not yeah. on there for very long. But when you're stationed on the beach, uh, you're yeah. there for hours. So you keep hearing the same set of five songs over and over again. That would be hilarious. They were doing there were only one song and four other songs. Dude, imagine imagine
1: Corey saw Metallica on accident, didn't know it was
0: times. them. Eleven times. Well, I'm, I'm taking videos of it. I'm like guys, look at these. It's a cover band of Metallica. And you're like that's you're hanging out with Larry all rich or whatever <laughs> and it's like oh Stan. really i
3: didn't know that we've done that we could do a whole we've seen Metallica. Of Metallica. Yeah. we've seen, oh yeah we've seen and met almost all of them and like interacted with them yeah that's a different podcast that's a different show
1: we'll do that a different time
3: paul joe before
1: i want to know what
2: got you interested but i want that's to what that's, that's what, what i was will
0: yeah. just say the same thing I we all to had the same question what i
2: brought up before what really got me like i was a kid you know cuz you didn't have the raw, whatever just, the late 90s hit was the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. and that's what, I think, for most, a lot of mm-hmm. us really brought us to wrestling. We just, you know, going back and forth, TNT, USA, TNT, USA. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, a lot of it, 90s, was, was Nitro, WCW. Uh, and even believing the whole thing was really, you know, I remember Hogan was NWO, and he lost Luger lost the belt and he was like i was robbed you know this and i was i fell for him i was no he, he was robbed he was robbed give hogan a sh- that's you know i, I believed like oh because i was a pro i was pro you know end up whatever and you believed that you want so yeah late 90s monday night wars that's what really really got me to wrestling but i really want to know what you got into wrestling joe
1: so my entire family before any of the kids were born watched mm. uh my mom and my dad used to tell me stories that um them two and then my aunt and uncle used to go to um My mother and my uncle, brother and sister, used to go to my grandparents' house, their parents, and they used to order the pay-per-views. So I already knew that they were watching it, like, back in the 80s. And then when the kids started coming along, they phased us in a little bit. So, like, my earliest memories are, like, early 90s. I really, a kid, you know, seeing wrestling, and then... I remember there was a couple years I kind of, like, fell off, and then um, an old childhood friend of mine, like, him and his brother and their family watched it, too. So they kind of got us back into it, like, right as the Attitude Era was starting. So... That was it for me, like, and I tell the stories to everybody, like, the first, the first image of wrestling I ever remember seeing at, like, two or three years old was The Undertaker, and I was Mm. like, oh, this is fantastic, Mm. I don't know what the hell is happening, but this is fantastic, and I love it, and to this day, he still is and will always be my favorite wrestler, so, like, that's really how I got my start, but then once I started getting a little older from that and actually had the ability to, like, retain information and, like, understand how wrestling is and, like, how it works, like... So, attitude yeah. era, kind of, you know, six, seven, eight years right. old, whatever. That's when, like, really fandom started. But I remember, like, my parents, like, off the rip, like, when I was a little kid, like, told me flat out, hey, this isn't real, right? Like, they're not actually murdering each other. Just letting you know that right now. And I was like, okay, I didn't know any better. So, growing up, like, I never had that realization where it's like, what do you mean this is fake? I mean, it's scripted. Yeah, but, like, you still be, yeah. Yeah, but, like, my parents told me that from the beginning. It's like, yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay, cool. So that was, that was pretty much my start. And like, here I am, like Rich said, you know, 29, turning 30, still watching this. Still watching this. There was, a, there was actually a period where like I almost stopped, but f- fucking Undertaker was still wrestling. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching because
3: the dude might show up randomly for no reason. I had to watch in case he was. He still might show up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, to put that in perspective, I think the way Joey described it as there's down periods and we might like want to lapse, but when it gets good, it's so great to watch get good. I think
4: most wrestling fans have probably at one point said, "I I can't watch the product anymore. I can't do this." But you never fully stop.
1: No, you can't.
4: If you drift away, you
1: you always come back.
4: I
2: had a lapse. I think 2002, WrestleMania 19. That's 18. 18. 18 was the last one. The big, the big card. I used to get get every paper. Like right, at a hot box. Uh, (laughs) We did. We did too. (laughs) Everything. So and then WrestleMania 18. Was the last big event that we ordered, and then I kind of just—I don't know—I kind of got off. There was other shows on TV now, and I kind of just—you know—starting high school soon, and I don't know. But I, you know, I got back into it in 05 when Raw went back to USA, yeah, and that was a big three-hour event, yeah. and that October. brought me in. Homecoming. And <laughs> coming, it's a great show. Shawn Michaels,
1: Money Bank ladder match. Man, mm-hmm.
2: I was very sad though that I did miss those few years yeah. and all that, so I had to watch a lot of YouTube stuff.
1: I—I I feel like most people kind of fell off around the same time period. And, like, we go back to, like, what you guys were saying. Like, you got to a certain age and people like, oh, you still watch wrestling? Like, whatever. I feel like all those people were all had the same mindset where that time period was kind of like a changing of the guard. A lot of, like the people that they loved watching were phasing out and new mm. people were coming in and they couldn't be bothered trying to attach onto new talent. So yeah. they were just like, these people are gone. I don't care anymore. I and I them. think that's what
5: happened. Well, I mean, that goes without saying, the 90s was the pinnacle period for wrestling. I agree. And even to this day, and we could really get into it. I don't know how far we're going to get into it. Let's get but into it. <laughs> we can get into it. Let's do it. Even the, the owner of oh, yeah. the WWE just looks back and he's like, the most profitable we can possibly be is off the guys that made wrestling. A success in the 90s even if it wasn't under my own company yeah. like you see it nowadays you know bigger names in, the, in, in, in across wrestling goldberg sting uh hogan's still thrown out you know it's these names it's like well when are we going to transition to guys who these kids are now growing up with it's just a weird it, it's a weird feeling and you made a great point joey i think mm-hmm. yeah that's when people started to phase out, that mid-2000s when the John Cena's of the world started coming in, Batista's and, and the whatnot. He couldn't the, get attached yep. to those guys because the 90s had those mega iconic guys like Undertaker and Stone Cold and The Rock and DX and Mikey in the future. <laughs> He's got a point.
3: <laughs> get it, Mike. No, I, I want to build off of what Rich said. I think you're right. Nin- the 90s Monday Night War is the boom. That is like, that's, that's the peak. We, especially being exposed to that, we were kind of spoiled. But I will go on the record, and I think this is a hot opinion in my book because I get a lot of flack for this, 90s incredible product I think the expansion era like Rich was saying ruthless aggression brand extension whatever you want to call it where we had the new guys coming in like the scene is the Batista Shawn on his comeback tour for example that is some of the best overall product you will ever see. And i actually think it's better than the added to me back Smackdown freaking Smackdown, Smackdown. Smackdown flawless, yes yeah.
4: Batista
2: and Taker it's definitely
4: mm. a better in-ring Eddie product. Guerrero yes Bobby
3: I was just about to say it, that Eddie Guerrero is all I need to say to that
2: yeah. I would agree a definitely better
4: storyline something that's more captivating about it you know pushing the limit which they couldn't do in ruthless aggression uh, I would, I would categorize that as two from 02 to 08 probably, mm-hmm. but you look back at some of those matches and those are some classic matches. Shawn Michaels, a string of matches at WrestleMania for a good four or five straight years. Um, you had booms in guys like Cena and Randy Orton who put on great matches. Taker too was had a career killing. resurgence. The best Absolutely. Undertaker. When he started shifting his style more
1: and dropped the weight a little bit. Yeah
4: And I, I off the top of my head, I think of oh, uh, WrestleMania 23, 2007, mm-hmm. him versus Batista for the World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Title. 15 minutes, middle of the card, but in my opinion, was probably aside from the main event, Cena versus Michaels, best match on the show.
5: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Ruthless Aggression period was was probably the best in wrestling, and I think this is where we kind of like figure out, like, okay, so why did wrestling fans, you know, why did these fans fall off around that period if Ruthless Aggression was so good? And I think it was wrestling fans loved it so much they stayed put fans of specific mm-hmm. superstars fell off because Definitely. there was that attachment mm-hmm. to those guys yeah. like Austin The Rock and all the names we had just mentioned they before. They
1: didn't want to start over again. Here's a new guy. I got to get used to this guy. Do yeah. I like this guy? I can't be bothered doing that because this goes to a society thing. Like People just want instant gratification. Wrestling's not like that. When new people come in, you got to watch them crash and burn for a while yeah. before they really figure it out. Yeah, we were invested for a while with these guys.
3: Right. And- I just want to... So- you talked about how Undertaker's your guy. I think I'd like to hear who like my, my yeah. every, who everyone's a guy is. Like, my brother talked about his guys, but I'm sure he would like to elaborate on it. Like, for me, my favorite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels. I think he's the greatest. I think no one has a body of work like him, whether it's face, heel, charisma, mic work, and he's never had a bad match.
1: Oh, I 100% agree, and I know Paul would definitely agree with that. Wouldn't I you, Paul? I would absolutely agree on that. He wasn't always my favorite wrestler.
2: Like I said, as a kid, I loved Macho Man. Yeah. And then even then I started watching, you know, the late 90s, and Shawn was... I still I like Sean then, but for some reason, ruthless aggression yeah. era Sean his just persona was different. His was matches him. were phenomenal. He looked happier too. He was also a chooch, which is hilarious. Yes, he, was just, he really was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Paul, do you but love no, Mister Fuji? I love Mister Fuji. Where? Uh, but no, <laughs> yeah, his. He just, that, like I said, that that three hour raw brought me in, and I watched Sean versus Angle thirty minute Iron thirty, Man 30 match. minute Iron Man match, and I was like into a draw, and that was the first raw I've watched in years. Yeah. And after that day, I was like.
3: I'm back into wrestling. So, yeah, Sean definitely right now is my all-time GOAT. Just to finish the Shawn Michaels point, and then I'll move on. I never saw a Shawn Michaels wrestle. I came in after post-WrestleMania 14 when he didn't, he wasn't able to because of the back injury. I saw SummerSlam 2002, which is still one of the best shows of all time. And when I watched him wrestle Triple H at the end of that match, I said, that man is my hero. I've never been enamored with a wrestler off the first impression like I was with Shawn Michaels. I...
5: Hmm? Rich? Rich? All right, thanks, Bobby. Uh, so, no, my favorite wrestler of all time. I, I don't even. It's it's crazy because this is like a show. If this is a show meant for wrestling fans if you're a casual fan listening that's watched some wrestling here and there, you've probably never heard of this guy I'm about to mention. This is how much wrestling I love. Shelton Benjamin Ooh, is my yeah, all-time yeah. favorite underrated wrestler. Eight, no stop, most underrated. And, and, at th- and yeah, and in his prime was probably the best pure athlete that that company ever had. And it's such a missed opportunity. And another reason why I love Shelton Benjamin, I think it turned to me as a wrestling fan when I realized, wow, this guy is not getting the opportunities no, he, he deserves. Play. And I think that's when it clicked for me. I was like, what is happening with this product? Why won't they see a guy like him and try to run with a guy like him? Give him the keys to the kingdom and see like what he has. Uh,
0: well, I, Mike,
3: you, but I did. See, thank you. I, I don't want to cut you off, too. I no, mean, you're I not cutting me off. off. I wanted to ask Rich, Rich a question. I want him to elaborate on okay. something. So, because we, we just talked about Sean, you talked about Shelton. I love Shelton. Incredible. We all just mm-hmm. t- gave Shelton basically an ovation here. Gave Sean a great super That kid. was my thing. What do you think of the Shelton Benjamin, Shawn Michaels match on Raw? It was my favorite Shelton Benjamin match of all time. I will agree with that. It was my
5: favorite, and the finish, and I couldn't even be mad that he lost the way he lost. One of the he greatest lost to the to ever. The yeah. greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and it was a five star match.
3: Yeah, it's the epitome of making a guy in a loss, and that match was like what twelve minutes, and it's flawless. Yes, and this guy also
5: made the Money in the Bank ladder match a, oh a huge God. success. Even, yeah. He was the spot fest. Every year. I mean, Jumping this guy was just phenomenal. Ropes. I remember even John Cena even telling a story in like the early days of training. Like the first time he walked in, the first person he see was Shelton Benjamin literally scaling the ropes, like, like tight roping, the, mm-hmm. the top rope. How impossible is that? A guy like him pulled it off. And, and that is incredible uh, to hear a story like that. But, yeah, it's a shame that it just never panned out.
0: Uh, yeah, so, Rich, you brought up an interesting point that I've been trying to, you know, figure out. Because as you guys were talking about how you, there was a point where you fell off of wrestling. And not, you know, for all of you who listen to the show, you know, that I I'm not a wrestling fan. I do watch wrestling. I've never watched it before Ooh. until recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> until, I don't have a lot no, of input to until this. Until recently. Until recently, which we'll get to later for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But the only thing I have that's kind of a parallel, I guess, is, um, you know, MMA and the UFC. And I think there are uh, many parallels. Of course. And... Mm-hmm. You know, there was, I think when I got into the UFC, there was this golden era as well of, of, of fighters, you know, your, your GSPs, you know, your Matt Hughes you know, Chuck Bells, Adele, yeah. you know, so that was like my golden age. And then the ultimate fighter era. Yeah. And then they sold the company and that's, I think where there was a big change in viewership and fandom and rich, like you were saying before, you're seeing guys that you love to watch, not get the opportunities they deserved and earned. And when you keep seeing matchups that aren't how the rankings should put them, you start to lose faith in the show that you're watching because you're not getting what you expect to get.
5: He's not a wrestling fan? Are you no, kidding? No. Because that was perfect. No, because that's that, exactly how it, it should be analyzed. I was about to say,
1: there was a perfect transition. So I wanted to bring to you know another topic here. Um, it's pretty notable in wrestling modern day that uh, things don't always happen that should, and things happen that... Probably should never happen. Kind of like how you described it, UFC. Certain people are getting opportunities that may or may not deserve them, and other people who may or may deserve more shine are getting, uh, you know, put in the back. I'm going to let you know right now, this has been a hot topic in professional wrestling for years. So I wanted to ask everybody, what are your thoughts on the current product and, like, overall issues, things you like? I see some disappointed faces. Oh, not... oh you'll hear yeah, while I go.
4: You know, I don't really blame WWE because the COVID era has been hard on every company. I mean, AEW and what they're doing, they're flourishing, let's be honest. And they've, they've taken that ball from 2019 when they started Dynamite and they've ran with it. And it's been incredible. I think WWE, without having the crowds, without having the live events, without having the guys who are consistent, have had to ad- adapt and change everything. And it's something I don't think they're used to. I mean, I, that's just my interpretation however i do want to i do want to say and if someone has a problem with this uh, whatever i think drew mcintyre has been the perfect guy during this era and i feel so bad that that man does not have the crowd that he deserves yes he's been he's been the flag waiver he's been the standard bearer for the entire past year and i think he is somebody they could continue to build around
1: so Corey, real quick just so you can play the um, I don't know what's going on here card for people who are listening who aren't totally fans Drew McIntyre is one of the top guys in WWE right now He won the WWE championship at WrestleMania last year in front of no crowd and
3: he beat Brock Lesnar beat, to do he it. He beat
1: Brock Lesnar to do it Which was a big moment, wow. but he didn't have the big End all be all main event WrestleMania explosion because there was no fans mm-hmm. So he won the title and for the past year 2020 there has been no fans So he's been carrying the company as champion with no fans and like really trying to make the product as good as it can be without because that's a big thing in wrestling is fans like the fans you know as good as or as bad as we may be it's, it's kind of hard to not have wrestling because, and any wrestler, anytime you see an interview with any of them, like the actual people who are really fucking doing this, because at the end of the day, we're just schmucks on a podcast, <laughs> they all say the same thing. It's like they feed off the crowd, whether they're booing, whether they're cheering, whatever reaction they give them, they feed off that. So not having the crowd is tough. This guy won the championship, no crowd, and just tried to do everything he could to give a presentable product to the rest of us watching at home, which is not easy. And that,
0: that's fan service in and of itself Because, yes. you know, he's not getting the adrenaline spike that he needs But he's still willing to Like, I don't know if any of you listen to the rapper NF at all Yes, yes But, oh, wow, okay, mm-hmm, yeah. shit so there's a song that he um, he came out with called uh, "When I Grow Up." I love this song. It's Trish my song. favorite song he put out yep. by him. Did yeah. you see the music video?
5: Yes, I did. No. Oh, it's fun. It's phenomenal.
0: Do you remember the scene where it's towards the end of the song where he's in like the basement and he's performing for two people, mm-hmm. but he is jumping around. He's like really giving his best performance, even though there's only two people watching. He could just stand there and do a standard show, but yep. he's really making his effort to make this as entertaining as possible, even for just two people. And then as he's jumping, it transitions to him, boom, on stage with a crowd of people. You know, and it seems like that this is what this guy is doing.
5: Well, that epitomizes uh, a P word. What's the P word I'm looking for, boys? Anybody? Passion. Yes. Mm. Passion. Yes. And Yes. You root for, you love rooting for guys is simply just have a passion for their craft and yeah. in any in any art form and any like but especially with wrestling you know the guys who love the business yeah. but you also know the guys who yep. just want the fame so right. or the yeah. it's shot. so easy to root for the guys who who really give a shit yeah, yeah. Who, yeah who grinded in the Indies worked their way to get to the show and you know it's it's a shame when those guys don't get the spotlight but when a guy like drew McIntyre who busted his ass for years lost his job, was out in the Indies, then trying to figure out himself and then get back and then carry the company on his back during a, a very uh, strenuous time mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, in this planet uh, for a global platform. I mean, all the credit to him, and, and nobody else deserves that that
3: recognition right now. But Drew. I think to build on the pandemic era point, if you look at 2015, 2014, when the real fracture with the fans started, if you would have told me that Roman Reigns is the most compelling heel in wrestling and Drew McIntyre is a company-branded babyface that has had multiple world title reigns and had an amazing match every month, you would have someone would have laughed at you. Yes, there
1: was a Reddit post like that. That, um, that that went viral in, in the IWC Which is the Internet wrestling community Shout out
3: to uh, R Squared Circle The Reddit wrestling community Yes
1: So like There was a guy Who like Randomly came out of nowhere And like I don't know if he was kidding Or if he was like Legitimately serious um, He posted something He's like Hey guys uh, You know It's 2021 Like I haven't watched wrestling oh, In like seven or eight years Like what's going on And one guy commented that. And said uh, We love Roman Reigns now yeah. <laughs> Which is For those of you Wrestling fans That's a That's a huge statement I
3: just made yep. So I have a request. There's someone here who really cares about Roman Way- Reigns, oh, and I'd like to hear from them. My yes, my uh,
1: Bobby. I heard you had a, a a friend who wants to come on real quick <laughs> and talk about uh I think I know the history friend. of Roman Reigns. Yeah, if you
4: ever seen uh, Jekyll and Hyde, it's like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. His name is Mark Bobby. Mark Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and well, uh, would you like to
1: explain what a Mark is first? Yes,
4: please. I would love to know. Uh, you know, I f- I feel there are very various interpretations of the word Mark. To me, it is someone who is overly invested and thinks what they do is not for show, and thinks also think they know better than the people who run the company. That yes, which correct. bothers me. I hate that. So Mark Bobby
3: <laughs> is a
4: huge Roman Reigns fan. Not and
6: problem. before
4: I get into it, I want to just explain the quick origin of Mark Bobby really quickly. So Owen. No, actually not all in. We'll get to that. Joey (laughs) and Michael, do you guys remember when to take over? Which one? And
3: we're in the I think two
4: two, no twenty seventeen.
3: Is that? Was it the one where we saw Kota Ibushi? No, no, Takeover, the year
4: after. No, Takeover 2017 in Brooklyn. Timeout. Where, we, where the, the main event? Where I'm called
3: Okay, so is so that was the one where the tickets were horrible and I bought us new tickets yes. in the middle yes. of the show. Yeah, was We were we were in
4: the coolest things he's ever done.
1: We were in the yeah. nosebleeds. <laughs> all right, so real quick story. So like, it, so we were in the nosebleeds, and we were like, because we got tickets like last minute, and like we didn't really don't want to like you know spend that much money. So we got tickets, and we went all the way up into the nosebleeds, and we were like, wow, these tickets suck balls. Like I can't see they shit. They were steep. Dude, they were steep. The Barclays. Center has a steep seat yes,
4: up- in
3: Brooklyn. Yes, it really, it does so have a steep. I so was scared. Product. Yeah. So yeah, because you guys were all testing how steep it was. So when me, Paul, and my friend Joe saw the UFC fight in the MSG, we had comparable seats. It was not steep and it was very comfortable. The Barclays Center. Never in my life have I thought that I was going to be in danger by sitting in these yeah. seats.
1: So we're sitting there. We're like, wow. I mean, I guess whatever. We'll just make the best of it. And Mike goes, no. We're like, what? And Mike's like. He stopped talking and he just pulled his phone out. Me and Bobby like, "What are you doing?" And like, he didn't. He's not saying he anything. Didn't say a word. Like, Mike's watching him. What are you doing? And he's like. I just found us better seats. We're like, what are you talking about? He's like, you see all the way down there? Yeah. I just I just bought these seats. Let's walk. Right, the heart right on the hard camera. Yeah, we wow. were like right in front of the hard that okay. camera. That's unbelievable.
3: Wow. One of my favorite seats I've ever had. So, so yes. Show. So let me put this in perspective. And thank you guys for telling that because I didn't remember it until we brought it up. So those tickets that we got were like maybe like 12th row and they were incredibly expensive. But because I bought them during the show, we got them for like 80 bucks a person. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. He
1: literally bought the, t- bought the tickets on, on the Ticketmaster app on his phone. 25 minutes before the show started like Perfect. we were already in the building yeah. we we're like fuck it these seats wow. We're just gonna eat this course. It was like What would we pay like $50 for those other seats? We, like, we basically paid
3: $130 for like $200 seats. Yeah, pretty much or or more to win-win. So yeah, wins. it worked Seriously. out So
1: go ahead. So you guys
4: remember we went to get a car that day. I yeah oh, No, 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 no. Let me tell you. Let me say I it. knew this was
1: coming <laughs> So
4: they actually know what you know this. what oh. Joey why don't you tell this part? The car. Oh, when we, oh after the, we left. The two fans what? talking. You've got to give
3: context about what we saw previously in the arena before you get to why the parking fine. lot was so frustrating. You right, do can't so, do that.
4: At NXT TakeOver in 2017 in Brooklyn, uh, you saw the emergence of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, who, who attacked uh, Sanity after the NXT Tag Team title match. We were like, oh, that's super awesome. And everyone knew it was coming. But after the main event, after our boy Drew McIntyre won the NXT title from Bobby Roode, who hits the ring...
1: Adam, Adam Cole, Cole baby,
4: <laughs> and we, we like the, the entire Cole. place see, blew yeah. up. And when we did, the, when we did the baby out at the arena, it was one of the biggest reactions. And we, when we were walking back out of the arena, everyone was yelling "Adam Cole, baby!" We were going nuts, right? But yeah. despite that amazing, amazing moment,
3: legitimately one of the there best were, wrestling shows,
4: there were two fans who had a problem with it. And Joey, take it
1: from here. No. So we went back to the parking garage, and you know we're waiting for a car. So we're in line. And there's these two guys in front of us, and they're talking, and they're talking about the show, and obviously, like, this is pre-COVID, so everybody's, you know, standing on top of each other in line, you could hear everything clear Mm -hmm. as day, and one guy makes a comment, and he's like, he turns to his friend, and I'll tell you what the comment was, but before I even tell you what the comment was, his friend's reaction he looked at this kid like I don't even want to be your friend right now after making this comment <laughs> Because that was the dumbest thing I think you've ever said <laughs> Now obviously he didn't say that But I sort of look in his face So the comment was And everybody at this table besides Corey will understand it But don't worry Corey I will explain it to you oh, And to thanks, all man. of our viewers out there who are not wrestling fans And why this was a dumbass comment Appreciate it. The comment was You know I really thought Okada was going to show up
3: and that's why he hated the show. So, I thought Mike was going to so smack him. If we, had, <laughs> if, if we
1: had
5: had cameras right now, you would see Rich
1: through his phone and literally put his head on the table for that comment.
5: Guys, <laughs> by the way, for those who keep in score at home, Okada is in a completely different company. Yes. And will never be on WWE television.
3: And to put it even further perspective, saying that you thought Okada was going to show up on NXT TakeOver is like saying you think George St. Pierre is going to show up at an amateur MMA fight. I'll give you a better
1: example. This guy Okada, at the time... Was the head champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Two-year run. Two year, two years as champion. Arguably, I'll even say it, I think he's the best professional wrestler on the planet he, right
3: now. He's not even 30 years old. Hot older. take.
1: Hot, hot take? I'll say it. Don't care. So, not only was this guy in Japan, um, multi-year contract with this other company, their actual champion at the moment that this event happened. And I'll, I'll give you a better example. Having this dude show up at the show that we were at in America for another company would be the equivalent of going to a Yankee game in 2021 and watching Babe Ruth walk up to the plate. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great.
0: I hope hope he shows (laughs) up.
1: For for those of you out there who aren't into baseball and really don't know much about baseball, um, LeBron James, Babe Ruth died many years ago. He played for the Yankees
5: in the 20s and 30s. Luke Skywalker showing up at Avengers Endgame.
1: Yes. That's a great example. <laughs> this would be the equivalent of Luke Skywalker showing up in an Avengers movie. Yeah, I mean, I know Disney I know, I know this, yeah, maybe yeah, Disney could make that happen. Yeah. I don't Certainly yeah. know. He'll be He'll be not that.
3: No, so that is the worst example of what a mark is. And from there I built on that and then added a little voice like
6: this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I just started talking about how much I love Roman Reigns. I did it all in. I did it WrestleMania. T- I remember I cut promos. You did? It's Mark Bobby. But anyway, so, <laughs> man, <laughs> let me tell you guys something. <laughs> I used to love my man Roman. Every time he'd ooh, I'd ooh, i right back. But then he turned heel and I couldn't look at him in the eye. But then he took his shirt off, and it was okay. So I was right there. <laughs> yeah, Roman, best in the world, man.
3: <laughs> what do you think? Now of you have of it, Mark Man. Bobby. What do you think of Okada versus Omega Four? Yeah,
4: you know, it's in my mind. It wasn't as good as that time Roman wrestled Rusev. Like on Raw, when it lasted like three seconds, that was incredible. Every time Roman hits that spear, I duck.
0: Now, keep in mind, he- I'm sorry for the fans at home listening to this with headphones on. Yeah, blew out your eardrums.
3: Keep in mind, he kept this up for, like, three years at every show we went to, to the point where, when Roman Reigns was battling leukemia, and we went to the Ring of Honor show, and there was a spear every five seconds. He was going off. Of oh, those. yeah. You it love. was hilarious. I, was I also there. I want to point
4: out the fact that you guys also make me do it. As yes. i
5: hundred percent. I'm not just sitting there like, hey,
4: you know what everyone needs to hear? My stupid inv- uh, voice I'm going to do. But you're like... Hey. What does Mark Bob think about this match? You know, it's I give it, it 3 out
1: uh, of 10. <laughs> Roman would have had 10. Like, what? Corey, Roman Reigns is a very polarizing character in yes. professional wrestling. He's yeah. also the Rock's cousin. He's the Rock's yeah, cousin. I know that because he's like the... He's a
0: beautiful of yeah. God.
1: <laughs> he looks like
0: Jason Momoa. Yes. He does, like yes, a smaller version of Jason Momoa. Yeah, Rob Hillo Yes. I heard that like, women
3: love him though because he's hot.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah. He has long hair and he's dark and Damn he has right. tattoos and you, he has no you, shirt.
3: You saw him wrestle. He, he was the guy that hit the dude with the uh, golf cart at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yes. That's right. Mark Bobby, how'd you feel about him getting hit with the golf cart?
4: No, he hit a guy with a golf cart. Oh, he, he did it. He was the one who hit the <laughs> other <laughs> he guy. He tried to take Roman's baby.
0: <laughs> His Nobody belt. takes from oh, his title. okay. You know. I thought this was like a really
1: elaborate
0: like, well, uh, no, story no, arc no. here.
1: That, that would be 1990s wrestling. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, okay. a, yeah, that's attitude. That's yeah. Young in a hand. Yes. Uh, I was thinking exactly that. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mae Young's son.
5: Rich, do you want to uh, elaborate on that for fans out there who don't know what you were talking about? Oh, yeah, I can. Absolutely. I don't know what episode of Raw or SmackDown it was, but I know it was the late 90s, and the late 90s was fun as a wrestling fan. <laughs> uh, Mark Henry. <laughs> who's the world chocolate. sexual chocolate the world's <laughs> strongest men an african american who's like almost four hundred and fifty pounds
3: he's an olympian
5: an olympian yes. and a yes. hall of famer by yes. the way uh got with another hall of famer who is uh Pretty old at the time, and yeah, uh, May Young, oh, I think at the time was in her upper eighties. May
3: old,
5: the age there a little bit. Okay, so and yeah, they they got it on on wrestling television, and then it was time for the birth with May Young, who did not have a, a bump at all or anything. She was just <laughs> pregnant. I know it wasn't even nine months. I think it was like two yeah. weeks, and then she was pregnant, and she gave birth to a hand, a gooey hand, a gooey hand, a gooey hand. hand. Grew up. And one day became the Arby's Arby's that's logo. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Became a what? An artichoke? The Arby's logo. <laughs> the Arby's logo. Wait, years what? many years
2: later on an episode of Raw, they had. Uh, it was
1: 1000. Raw one thousand. Oh. A guy yes. in a hand costume. A guy
2: in a hand costume show up like yeah. great continuity. She was
1: dead I'm
2: though. uh, no. I a on Mark Henry's
3: you know, child whatever. Yeah. Wow. Just for the shits and giggles. Corey, to, See, to, oh. I'm oh. Sorry, to put that in perspective, when they said that she gave it to a, bur- uh, a gooey hand, it was literally a mannequin hand covered in, like, raw chicken. Wow. It was something out of the Matrix. <laughs> the the so, 1990s yeah. were
0: weird, man. I was literally think, like it's sitting technical. here thinking, like, I mean, it was the 90s before there was a lot of, like, before you couldn't do certain things. So I'm like, did they really, like, contractually obligated and have sex and, like, have a child was for that, the show? Was that jumping the shark a little bit?
5: Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild But yeah. it was the 90s we get away with that shit Yeah, uh, it's true When
3: you watch 90s shit now You're like That's perfectly acceptable For the 90s So you talk about Contractually obligated Jumping the shark Via sexual relations Vince McMahon had his son-in-law Hump a mannequin In a funeral parlor In 2003 filmed it Was it a real funeral parlor? Yeah yes. a real funeral Going yes. on through the wall
0: <laughs>
5: Who is funeral?
4: Uh, I think
0: uh,
5: we should change the. Subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince, Vince McMahon's a funny guy. Mick I was going to talk about the fight at the funeral. With Al Wilson. Oh, that was different. Oh, I oh yeah, that was a good t- well, well, time. Well, i not talking about Roker. I mean, the
3: Big Show's father got towed.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, Paul's just gonna say, was gonna say that. that. Man, go Mike has like a radar. For when, Mike's,
1: when Paul's gonna say something. He's like, "I'm gonna say it first, bitch." Wrestling bond. We should. We
0: remember we it's know true. this stuff. <laughs> Damn.
1: So with that, um wrestling has had very weird moments, to say the least. But is there any entertaining, awesome moments awesome moments that really prove your fandom? Mm. If you guys want to go around, like uh, anything, Miz? anything you can think of. Sure. Nah, I would just
2: if you said awesome. Go ahead, Paul. Before what?
1: Any any moments over over. The course of history that stick out to you? That, like, the, reinforce the fact that you're a fan and this is cool? We've watched on the show or have seen live. She, like, any, anything? anything you could think of, whether you were there or saw it on uh, TV. It doesn't have to be your favorite moment. Just, like,
4: moments. All right, I got I got a, I got a couple. I'm going to give the one that's in my mind right away. So, quick aside, and I guess a humble brag. I, I actually worked with WWE for a combined total of six months. I uh, wrote for their magazine and wrote for their website, intern, but still technically work. So yeah, you mean nice. con- I had a contract and everything. I was so special. Wow, good job, Bobby. Um, so I was there in the in the headquarters watching WrestleMania 31 in 2015, and if anyone knows this match, when Randy Orton and Seth Rollins had mm-hmm. their match, they delivered one of the coolest RKOs, which is Randy Orton's finishing move, which is my favorite finishing move of all time, uh, where Seth went for his his curb stomp and and Randy pretty much uh, jacked him up in the air and caught him in midair. And when that happened, literally the entire office blew up. Like, you heard cheers in that office. And I was like, I am in the home of WWE, my favorite thing in the world, witnessing the people who make stuff happen go nuts over this moment. I felt like I I was in heaven. It was incredible.
1: Is it... True or false, that I had I had heard that that moment, they, you know, they scripted, they practiced that, and they couldn't hit it, and they were going to get rid of that. And then right then and there, in the middle of the match, they were just like, fuck it, let's try it. That is true. And they they hit it.
3: Yeah. That's okay, true. that's true, awesome. that's true, that makes it even better. I want us to show that clip to Corey, because he's never seen it, and to put that in perspective, um someone that I work with is very well, well well versed in physics. I showed him that and he still does not understand how they pulled that off.
1: Yeah, it's... it's Probably
3: something. physically it's they pulled it off that Yes,
5: Aliens. Oh,
0: that too. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and that's what honestly, when wrestling becomes awesome, you see you see stuff like that, it's like, damn, like... How do people say this is fake? Like some of these bums actually have to kind of hurt. Yeah, like they're really kind of hitting each other and yeah. doing shit. And injuries happen. People tear ACLs. They're out for the you know, alpha. You know, Should a number H. of years. Uh, careers have ended. You know unfortunately people have passed away in the ring too like not even just like in wwe and like you know obviously we can get to owen but that's a whole other yeah. case but like uh paraguayo jr i believe who was like years ago yeah. in mexico he like hit the turnbuckle weird and just snapped his neck whiplash killed him instantly killed him instantly so it's like again once you get back to that you know that fake conversation it's like man but people actually get hurt people die doing this too
1: so i just showed Corey the clip of the super rko from wrestlemania that you just talked about and
4: yeah, yeah. Corey just threw his hands. Up yeah, Corey just threw his amazement. hands up.
1: How
0: I think how they ended up doing that maneuver is they had the Wachowski brothers film it over and over <laughs> again, and I think that's
3: what happened here. Th- that was live in front of sixty eight thousand Show people. Showing the Evan Bourne. Yeah. One. Or was it live? Oh, that's Evan a good Born one too. It's a really good, good. one. Let's go on. RK is fun.
4: He was yeah. on the Stone Cold podcast, Randy. And you talked about how um, they practiced it, and Randy had like a, literally two seconds to actually make that move happen. Oh, the Evan Bourne.
3: Yeah, that, yeah.
2: That was really like that was a, a little more impressive. I feel like
4: because like, that's really cool. You had to time that perfectly yeah he just lay there and waited and he like like I said two seconds so yeah.
3: building it. on the Evan Bourne one that whole match was booked on a dare because they were talking about it backstage and one of the agents was like there's no way you can do that yep, and they yep. said well, we're, we're gonna do it book like,
2: it like what would happen if he messed up just a second off like on life like what would have happened
3: Evan Bourne I, I, be I, hurt. I, I, yeah Evan yeah.
5: yeah. Bourne probably broke his neck
3: yeah if Randy mm. couldn't hit that because yeah, he had to dive in a way that he was spiking himself Orton was the cushion yeah
5: yeah it's it's not. I mean, some, yeah I'm, some, I'm, I'm some of Corey. the moves that, yeah, if, if you're not if you're not seeing this in person, Joe is showing some of the most craziest uh, moves to Corey right now. Uh, but yeah, you' seeing that some of these moves are just are nuts. And it's like sometimes the most simplest moves like will lead to
1: like lead yeah.
3: to like the major injury. It's actually wild. Can you show him Adam Adam Cole super kicking Ricochet out of the air? Oh, that's a good one. We were alive for that one.
1: Yes, we yes we were. You know,
0: I don't know if you guys had touched upon this because I was actually, you know, I was focusing on the video, but this shit seems fucking dangerous, man. I mean, they're literally grabbing the necks and slamming like you know you're on a rant about that. Oh, did you? I'm so sorry. I was I was (laughs) I was (laughs) recording. No, yeah, Yeah. but (laughs) (laughs) I could see how like this is this is some real shit. You know, yeah, Yeah, like the risk is real.
5: It's wild, and it's almost like almost something out of like magic too and wow some of these moves you're just like man how how do they like survive that and, and when you just find out like what's behind the curtain how they pull these things mm-hmm. off and uh you know even like the, the, what was mind-blowing like the super kick like wh- how is the super kick so loud and rings throughout an arena when somebody gets hit and it's like oh well they slap their thigh mm-hmm. when they do the kick so it makes that loud like oh it like sounds like they're hit in the face yeah, like allowed. the, like, the secrets of wrestling are, are awesome
3: oh you talk about, like, the smoke and mirrors and the secrets of wrestling, a more recent thing that has completely blown my mind, I think, changed the game, that I think anybody, everybody should go out of their way to watch I And mean, if you're not a fan. Us who love AEW know what I'm about to talk about. The lights-out match between Britt Brit Baker and Thunder Rosa. Mm, phenomenal match.
4: Mm-hmm. One
3: of the best so, matches Corey,
1: the basically, um, on the AEW, which is another wrestling promotion, uh, recently, they had a... a Last week. ...quote-unquote lights-out match. Which is basically like, it's just an unsanctioned match. No rules. No rules. Anything, no rules goes. anything goes. You could use weapons between two, two girls. And they kicked the shit out of each other. And it was phenomenal. Blood. Tax, blood. Everything. Thumbtacks. Yeah, it was, wow. it was amazing. Chairs. Amazing. They 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 literally told him, hey, he you, bar.
3: you could do this just like the guys. Have fun. And they crushed it. And they closed the show with that. It was phenomenal. Yep. Jeez. So you talk about how like the physicality and the risk is there. That match perfectly enca- encapsulates your point, And it's the most recent example that we can give right now.
0: Yeah. Like, I remember when I came over to Joe's house to watch that, uh, what was it Ready to Rumble? Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. I mean, Ready to Rumble. David Arquette. <laughs> We shall watch Ready to Rumble. It's Jimmy King. the King. Jackman movie. I love Jimmy King. Um, you know, you guys had prefaced by saying, like, you know, there's real athleticism here, you know, and there's a lot of training and conditioning in order to be doing these things. And, yeah. Rich, I think you it's before that you would say Broadway is probably one of the more accurate comparisons to wrestling. Yeah, definitely. And it also seems like I guess just gymnastics and being able to flip through the air, do these flips off the ropes, and you're putting your body in the line. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're really flying high in the sky you're there. Taking, you're not landing on you're a mat, You know, away from your life. Absolutely, hundred yeah, you know? percent. And it also, like. um I guess before too like you said that don't know in the ins and outs and whatnot it, it's like a magic show also so it's like all three kind of combined together which is actually really impressive the more you guys keep talking about it yeah, yeah. It, it's actually becoming more of uh there's a lot to I this I can see why people They're like cool. this I'd so much I'd see
5: Day Soleil too it'd be a great comparison oh, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that might be the, more, the most perfect yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. comparison
3: well, it's Ooh. funny because you mentioned Cirque du Soleil because we have a Cirque du Soleil performer on national television Reginald, the Somalier is a Cirque yes. du Soleil guy. That is he really?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. A, 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 current,
1: a current person on, on WWE's television right now, yeah. The Somalier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His a- character is
3: a Somalier. <laughs> What's a Somalier. He's a wine and liquor expert. Wine yeah. Isn't it a
0: Sommelier or Somalier? They keep saying Somalier. I just might be. I feel like I'm wine. more like a
3: Somalier now. Yeah,
5: to way too many wineries. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have. you have. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, in real life, that's why I was. Yeah, I thought Somali that's why, I thought they
0: were saying like because he's from maybe from Somalia and yeah. then he's also oh, a wine kind of store. Like it was a combination. No. Two so words? his character, is,
1: his character on TV is a wine kind. Well, he was
0: with that woman, right? That was like kind of the whole deal with the. Yeah, sort of he was her.
1: He was her wine expert.
5: She drink
0: wine. I think the entire show. No, but she does in other... For like a month before yeah. that, oh, she was just okay. yeah. drinking wine. It's like, well, she, oh, yeah, right. her character... And she car- owns
5: a wine company in real she, life, yeah, too. W- so it's like a basis life of like, her yeah. actual person. So they took no, this no. guy and they said, all
1: right, we're going to put you on TV as her wine yeah. expert. But in real life, he was like a Cirque du Soleil dude. This dude does wild-ass flippy shit, and it's just really entertaining to watch. Yeah.
5: Flippy shit. Yeah, flippy we shit. Love I love flippy the shit. Episode.
1: What?
2: Which like, When the person's in front of Homer's face, ah... Uh, or was he... Remember, like, it was a cat person, like...
5: Shaking. Oh, oh yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Like, I, I have an around the room question that unfortunately Corey's not going to answer, but Aww. you're going to take notes. Oh, yeah. If there is one match you could recommend Corey to watch right now, what would it be? Kazushko Okada versus Kenny Omega, all four of them. Take wow, you got really
0: quick on that one. I, that's a thing I've heard a lot, by the way, throughout the last several months of Kenny talking Omega. you guys. Kenny Omega, yeah. yeah. To be
3: fair, that's four hours of wrestling, but it'll probably go by in 10 minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah. our time travel works really differently in wrestling, I see. Yes, that's absolutely. Beautiful. Wow.
1: Um, other than that, I would say Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania twenty five. My favorite match. Yes. Any anything else? I was going to concur with the okay.
2: New Japan. I mean, you know, that was another boom with me in the past few years with wrestling because I yeah I, I had my little moments where I would like a little closer. I would come off, and then I started watching New Japan. I was like, ooh, you know, I started seeing the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and like yeah. watching these guys wakata who else over there with freaking Shibata your, Bushi. Your boys. Bushi your boys well who what boys man up the briscoes oh, the briscoes, the, briscoes yeah. man. the matches that I'm seeing in New Japan I'm like holy crap tell them chicken it was legit oh, wrestling you know cause oh, I was yeah. used to watching Raw and Smackdown and I'm watching a show I watch New Japan I'm yeah. watching wrestling
1: yeah so to put things into perspective for you Corey and anyone else out there um, WWE is is very heavy storyline oriented uh, wrestling in Japan like they have storylines but they focus more on the in-ring action. It's more like MMA. Oh, really? In
3: that sense, oh. with a little, with a little bit of like Broadway. Really mm. enjoyable. I don't know if it was your house or your house. It was, so I wanted to bring this your up. Your barbecue? How so, you know, like the barbecue's yeah, been like G-Wans, a con- G-Wans. conversation G-Wans. starter? Yeah, oh. phenomenal. Yeah, I remember it was Cody. You watched Kenny Omega versus Michael Elgin, but then there was Cody was there. There was yeah. Cody versus Okada, and you literally said to me like, "This is wrestling." That whole car, yeah, I was just blown away. I was like, "This is what I want to watch." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I can make a New Japan recommendation, because these are two of my favorite guys ever, I would recommend from the Tokyo Dome, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura.
5: Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
3: Wrestle Kingdom nine, the one right before ten. they went to WWE. 2016. Yeah, 10. yeah, the one twenty sixteen, so ten.
5: I'll make a WWE recommendation. Go ahead. WrestleMania seventeen, TLC two, <sighs> Dudley yeah, okay. Boys, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and probably that. my favorite match. Pro- yeah. yeah, probably the most wow. fun you'll ever watch yeah. as a wrestling yeah. fan. So, so
1: that match that is tables ladders and chairs so there's weapons and there's a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. all all the other ones we, watched, we we just told you were straight up wrestling matches this is like a hardcore match basically they put the belts up in the sky and you have to climb the ladder and get them mm-hmm. but like there's other that match shit also happening.
5: epitomized like in the the, the late 90s early 2000s of what made wrestling mm-hmm. so freaking epic yes. like, there's this one spot where Lita, who came out to ringside to help out one of the tag teams, Lita back in the day, was like one of the hottest like female wrestlers she's back the then. She met girlfriend. Itself. So yeah, she comes in, she takes a chair, cracks it over Spike Dudley's head, who also came out to assist one of his teams, cracks it over his head, and immediately takes off her shirt. So now she's just in her bra. She turns around into a 3D. It was just like the perfect, uh, the perfect mix of '90s wrestling right there. And Joe's gonna pull up the spot pull, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I got two spots. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show him the Edge Jeff Hardy yeah, that's
5: spot what first. to we Talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. yeah. yes. iconic
3: moments in wrestling, and that, oh, that's one of the things Edge.
5: that
4: hooked me on those oh guys. My God. Is Jeff Hardy hanging from the belts, 15 yeah. feet in the air? Edge climbing the 20 foot ladder and spearing
1: Jeff Hardy off of there,
4: and to this day, it is still one of the greatest things I've ever
1: seen. Yeah, Corey's watching it right now. So there's Jeff hanging. There's
5: geez. Am I gonna call this one right now? Oh, (laughs) gr. Fair use, everybody. See,
0: this is, like, not for nothing, but, I mean, these ladders are fucking tall, man. Like, this yeah. is yeah. dangerous yeah. shit, yeah. The did twenty They ladders. They yeah. yeah. did 20 for ladders. Now, TLC, uh, well, sorry, triangle yeah. ladder match
4: used it, too. Oh.
0: See, like, look at that shit. I mean, that's fucking that's dangerous. That's 15, that's 15 feet. Holy shit. That's 15 feet. If you
3: land the wrong way, you're... A hundred percent. Can I break that down Jesus. a little bit? Yeah,
0: sure. So yeah, go think,
3: for it. Think about the strength of Jeff Hardy basically doing a pull-up And if he falls, the spot is busted and he's basically toast. Edge to have the accuracy to hit the right part of Jeff Hardy's body and basically cradle him on the way down.
1: Especially because Jeff was
3: moving. Yeah, because he was
1: hanging from something, yeah. so he's he swinging back that. and forth. He had
3: a time. Edge, Edge had to time it. And the spot that leads to Jeff hanging there and basically doing a pull up on a twenty pound leather title belt is that Bubba Dudley, I believe, takes the ladder with Jeff's legs in it and pulls it. His legs stuck. So Jeff Hardy basically has to do a curl and a crunch in mid air without falling or pulling the ladder into Bubba Dudley's face
1: while swinging, and then while timing with the other guy, Edge, to jump off yeah. the la- the right. other ladder. And yeah, there's a lot going on when you what, really break it down. What
5: would have happened if the belt? Unclip. Oh, Hardys won. yeah, like, Hard, oh,
1: Hardy's would have won, and that wasn't the outcome of the match. That and was good. Here's no, the beauty of
5: that being on a live platform. It's one take. It's one take. Yep. It's one take. Yeah. that's all you yeah, have. Just do like live, Broadway, Pat.
1: do it again. Or I get up. Yeah, yeah just like Broadway, mm-hmm. you're doing
5: it live. Yeah, you fuck up. You're
4: done. Yeah. I've, uh, I got a recommendation for Corey. I would have said TLCT. TLC, that's the one <laughs> I actually show people. But I would say Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, NXT TakeOver New Orleans from 2018. In my opinion, Joey and Mike went there. I'm very upset I didn't go see we, that show. We were there. I was Watching home when they watched. They went there. But uh, in my opinion, that's the best takeover, top to bottom of all time, aside from New York in 2019 okay. for WrestleMania weekend. That's my favorite because we were there.
1: Yeah, we
3: were there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The raw emotion in that Gargano match is one of those few matches where I was just like so happy for those guys, like watching them come from the indies to main event a major show that I teared up at the end. It was yeah. emotional. Like, it was it, emotional. it was emotional. You you got caught up and felt like a kid again in that match. Plus the storyline
1: that they were telling in 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 the the you know kayfabe context world of wrestling is it, it was a doozy. It was like two best friends and one turned on the other one and just. Treating him like shit cost and him like, his job. cost him his job wow. at one point, title and, like, belt. injured him. The like, title costman title it was his Friend, whole his wife. whole fucking Holy thing, shit. dude. Wow. Who was also a wrestler who was involved in the storyline?
2: Wow. I would say if you want to watch one match that really shined and is probably one of the most highlighted reels of all time with WWE. He's no, no, he's about oh, to say dumb oh, shit. No. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Undertaker versus Mankind. Oh, oh, Hell in a yeah. Cell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Right,
1: when you looked at me with that face, no, I, was like, I was like, like was he's going to say something. He was going to say Hogan yeah. War from Halloween Hacker. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Like no, no, I was going to say
2: Goldberg versus Ziegler. I
0: you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the
2: footage. Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell.
0: Oh, uh, you this do scene. this all the time. Do I? Or somebody says so it. a cell so, Good God Almighty. Good no, God so Almighty. In him. So. I did it earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's how me and Mike met. we've done it on other episodes too. Probably that's why. That's yeah. so so, He's dead.
2: Sean, uh, Taker oh, he already he faced Shawn Michaels for the Hell a Cell that's the first what Terry time. Funk but came, man. when mankind faced Taker in Hell a Cell, it was just and this was back when we were like and this is legit real. This like man- is
1: 1998. Wow. Mankind.
2: So we were kids. Got thrown off. Joey's got the footage. The cage. His teeth went up his like oh, upper lip. Holy went through shit! Oh. Uh, his yep. ear, part of his ear. Well, was no, it that ear, was a separate. You know, that was Germany, a separate incident. Germany in 90.
3: Right. 90- he had a yeah. tooth, yeah. In, I believe.
2: Either way, tooth in his nostril. Probably, I'm probably wrong wow. about that. Got annihilated. Got choke slammed through the ring, right the the through top. The ring. Yeah, it, you'll <laughs> see and, it. Jesus and then at the end pole thumbtacks. Thumb on top of thumbtacks.
3: Th but that just call was call Jim Ross right now. That. If anybody can hear him at home, Jim Ross is the goat. JR, we love you. Bye, God. my By God. He's barbecue sauce. Is wait, wait, wait.
0: I don't know if you guys at home can hear this. There's, there are two guys on top of a cage right now, punching each other. and All credits to the oh, I just threw him off the. Holy shit, just threw him off <laughs> top
5: of the cage. Oh, <laughs> <is>. Wow. <laughs> Now <laughs> I want to do a whole episode of Corey just reacting to spikes over love time. That would be so we great. Guys, Paul, can like, watch your guys. These, These are, are not
0: short cages.
5: Wait, right? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, not really that's tall. tall. So that's, when
4: we watched that, that, that back was, then, I think that was fifteen. No, that was definitely not that was like sixteen. That was 18. tall. A, that, that was, tall. A, that that was tall. Tall. The first held cell, cell was kind of small.
0: He
2: looks like he died, and he then he continued. they brought him out of the stretcher. He came back. He came back. Oh shit! The cage again. They actually
3: threw him through the cage. But wow, it blew your minds. They thought he was dead. They thought best, he was dead. His best friend was an agent. He came out and, like, improvised with The Undertaker because they were trying to, like, cart his lifeless body out. And then he legitimately, as they said, got off the stretcher, kept going. They slammed him on thumbtacks through the roof. They did all this stuff to him. The Undertaker
4: wow. actually quoted
0: saying he thought he killed He, he thought
3: he killed him. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Just watch the first few Hell in a
2: Cell matches, Yeah, Mick
0: matches? Foley the Mankind guy? Yeah. 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 So, Sorry. Mankind, dude, no, love,
2: Jack, it, catch Jack.
0: I yes. want to say, I just like the... Um, I guess, like, the metaphorical implications of that, you know, it's like The Undertaker who is, like, you know, obviously hell, and then you have all of mankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, <Versus> mankind. <laughs> he's literally it's fighting poetic. for humanity. It's like, it's fucking that, crazy. He lost.
1: you oh, shit. He, he got his ass beat. Mankind lost? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, well, explain the situation one of we're in now.
5: That is the best
1: now. takes I've ever seen on wow. Undertaker-Mankind yeah, That is. That's
5: fantastic, actually. Yeah,
1: I've never heard anybody say, see, sometimes you need an outsider's yeah, yeah, opinion. Yeah, you just need that. Because when you have right. too many marks... We get, we're, 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 we're so far into the forest, we can't yeah. see the trees. Yeah. You know who would have
5: yeah. you know would have won that match? <laughs> who would have won that <laughs> match,
1: know, Mark
4: Bobby? My, my boy
1: Roman. Mm. <laughs> he beat Taker at us sent his bitch ass home.
4: <laughs> 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 Joey just cringed when I said that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I did.
3: Because I was there and I cried. Uh, go ahead, Mike. I just want to tell one more blurb about the Taker Mankind match, and then we can move on to Mania, whatever else you guys want to do with the round table So, McFoley, Foley, of course, is beat to hell. Undertaker's beat to hell. Mick turns to take her in the trainer's room. Mark, did I use tax that night? He's like, Mick, look at your arm. And McFoley had thumbtacks sticking out of his yeah. Arm. He did. Yeah. Dude was loopy. I wanna I wanna say also because guys, I promise we're gonna
0: have audio. Uh, audio. I mean, I hope you have audio. We're gonna have video at some point because as everybody went around the room and gave their like recommendation. Watching everybody else react to that recommendation silently is something else because it's just one of those like bonded moments when, you know, you're in a room of people and somebody says like an obscure favorite movie that you don't think anybody else knows. And then everybody who knows it is like, yeah, fuck yeah. But they're just, they're quietly
5: doing it. It's pretty cool to and watch. And each of those reactions were just a slightly toned down version of our first reactions. Yes. To yes. Watching that. Yes. So yes. seeing wow. your reaction to that was actually like genuine. brought me back like, oh man, I, yeah. that genuine reaction was actually fantastic. Oh, oh, my God, he's still to say. What did you
1: think yeah. I was going to say? That? I don't know. You gave me this look, and I was like, I don't know, because there's been so many bad matches in wrestling history. I, I thought mean, he was
3: going to say something, yeah. something like... I thought you were going to be a chooch. Yeah. Because you gave me Kettle that like, yeah,
1: look in your face when you were about to say it.
0: Fair enough. Did, did you guys have a direction you wanted to take this conversation immediately, like right now? No, or not immediately. Can I just ask one uh, ask question? whatever, whatever you, for you want. So as you guys were giving out recommendations, you know, some of you brought up... Um, you know i i guess all right so i guess for me when i was a kid you know it was like it was like W C W and then um wwf was there an ecw yes, yes yeah yes. Yes. okay yeah ecw so like those were like the main things then like wwf was going strong and became wwe and that became like the premier and but some of you guys recommended watching some New Japan stuff. Mm -hmm. New Japan's been around for many, many years. Has it been around for that long? I've never heard about it until you guys. Like when I was growing up and then like growing throughout middle school and high school, even college, like I never heard of this New Japan thing until
1: maybe the last three years with you guys. New Japan has been around since 1972. Holy shit. But they, they exploded in popularity, what, Mike, like 2010 is when they really
3: started becoming popular? So they had like a bit of a downturn, and then Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's still going strong, like became their top guy, and they built, and they built from that. Then Okada came in, and then the explosion really happened with the foundation of the Bullet Club. Yeah, 2013. 2013. So from, uh, from 2010 to a, to 13 is when they got hot, and then 14, you could argue, till 19 Shinsuke. before the pandemic, they had like this massive peak.
0: So would, would you say then... I guess because both of you or both of you, all of you would watch probably both, right? You watch like the WWE stuff and the new Japan, everything. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. AEW. All, of it. As, companies much, as, yeah. as much as we can. Do you think that let's say new Japan's rise in popularity, helped push the other companies to be better in their storylines? Oh, yes. and try to yes. get, Oh, have, like, absolutely. Like, no, like, no, oh, okay. Okay. no, right. because they
5: don't have. And I'll, I'll, yeah, sorry, but I, <laughs> no, I'm glad that you said no No, no because actually, they yeah. don't have the American television market, and they still don't have that big platform that WWE okay, has fair and that AEW has. And until they get into a platform like an NBC Universal or or Ted Turner, they are not going to be that feasible competition to the other uh, to the other shows. They're simply not. I think it's easy to say that AEW WWE are just on a whole other level just because they're the mainstream market. We you know, we're the corner of the market. I think the US is like that's that's where the rest obviously there's a huge following yeah. in Japan. And, and I'm UK. not and the UK and I'm not gonna put it against and Mexico and I'm not gonna put it against those But it really the, in fo- America. It, the foundation was
3: here. No, even so though I'm, I'm saying that.
5: no for now, but obviously that's a platform that they need to figure mm-hmm. out.
3: No, I agree with you. You make really good points. I think New Japan had pushed the wrestling business in a different direction because from New Japan, you bore AEW, but also keep in mind that I think one of the remains the two main reasons we have NXT, PWG and New Japan Pro Wrestling. There. Oh, oh, oh throw Ring of Honor in there too mm-hmm. but yeah so mm,
1: I, I actually I wasn't thinking of I it the, them together. the way you were Rich okay. so like yeah I do actually agree with that the The mindset I had is the reason why I think that they made an impression on WWE and all these other companies is not like the outreach but the actual in-ring wrestling that was happening changed the game because all all wrestling like all, all the guys that are in wrestling all the girls that are in wrestling all the promoters and the promotions that are in wrestling they all know each other they may not all acknowledge each other but they all know each other, and they all watch each other's shit, so they know what's happening. So when New Japan had that boom in, like, the the 2010, 2013, and beyond era, and they were crushing these matches, like, epic, like, 45-minute slugfest, destroying each other. That part of wrestling translated to, now in America, we're starting to see uh the the reigns being tied ah, roman the, reigns th- the reigns being taken off probably <laughs> went to say the shack you know the, like like they started to like you know let i you know we got some guys who could do shit like this too so like mm. Give them a little more time a little more freedom like so it, as far as match quality it definitely did but from Rich's standpoint as far as like a cultural impact of society no they're still behind because of those reasons because they are they have hit the american market the american market but not to the degree that wwe has so then do you think there'll be a point where let's say if
0: new Japan does come to the United States of America and I don't know why I had to add of America, like we don't know what the United States <laughs> is um, and becomes popular here. Do you think uh, it might be a little too late at some point for WWE to catch up? Or do you think it's like, you know, cause now if you have a bunch of, let's say you have a new audience seeing a new type of wrestling, whether it's more physical, right. And now I think in the United States also where, you know, mm. MMA is growing in popularity. Boxing has been around for a while. So seeing more of a physical combat sport in an arena. And now this new company comes in and people are getting the theatricality of it. But they're also getting actual physical, you know, matches going on. And it's like, wow, this is actually incredibly appealing. That might actually be a bigger draw for, let's say, MMA fans to go that route than WWE. And then do you think that, um, you know, they could eventually take a back seat too?
4: I think that's a fair assessment. A good way to look at it is a combat-oriented uh, product compared to WWE, but I feel, and this is something people need to understand for a lot of wrestling fans who don't think otherwise, WWE will always be there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no sure. way. Yeah. Yeah.
4: They they have built a globally recognized juggernaut of a product. New Japan, better in-ring competition, better in-ring product. I, w- I would honestly say that, but
6: mm-hmm.
4: even with the the appeal if they got in the United States of America, I just feel like... No matter what, W will always be there.
0: Yeah. So then, I guess my counterpoint to that, or I guess a counter question to that, would be a point that maybe Rich had brought up earlier. With you know, I think Mike, you and I, and Paul too, are seeing this in the UFC a lot, and I think the rise of Bellator, where mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know, you don't get the matchups you want to see. You know, you're yeah. not getting the people aren't getting the matches that they deserve. They're not getting the titles that they deserve, right? Mm-hmm. And the UFC is seeing this now, where people are being mistreated in the company, and they're moving to a different. Um,
3: greener pasture so to speak yeah
0: you know and at some point let's say you know wwe fighters who are maybe not top tier because i would assume i would hope anyway that they would take care of the top tier guys but maybe some of the more mid-level tier guys who okay let's say drew mcintyre for example okay. right you said that he wasn't getting his fair share he until a, recently he was in mm-hmm. a boy
3: band no <laughs> no tell <laughs> so, uh, me <laughs> So they wanted to get rid of Drew McIntyre. They knew that like what they wanted him to be wasn't going to happen. This was in 2013, so they put him in like a basically a Guns N' Roses parody group. 2012. Mm-hmm. 2012? Yeah, yeah, that was his gimmick. Him mm-hmm. and two other guys no, were but he like got stuck after after, after uh, WrestleMania 29 and 2013 by Lesnar and Triple H, and he was in 3MB. That's why. Well, well, they started in 2012. They started in 2012. Okay. Of. So basically.
1: They didn't know what they wanted to do with him at the time, yeah. so he he first hit hit WWE what twenty ten yes and his 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 09. gimmick 09. his oh, yeah. gimmick well
4: actually technically it was 06, yeah. but he didn't become actually prominent till 09. right so
1: his gimmick in the so beginning was, was like the right chosen one like they knew he was going to be special based on his look and his size and his raw ability chosen one but yeah he was the chosen one but for whatever reason I don't know if you guys know if,
3: maybe I'm blanking out Drew said it, he wasn't ready to be in the spot yeah and something. Wasn't. And, and he wasn't. wasn't
5: and he wasn't no. because and I've had this discussion on my old wrestling show three Count, not going to plug that because that show's done, so <laughs> um. Weren't they boy band, too? Oh, well. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I did it. It was Three with count. Evan Courageous and Sh- Sugar Shane yeah. Helms. It was, it was a great show. Hey, 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 Shannon Moore. You, you put some respect on Tank Abbott's name.
5: Yeah. <laughs> How I did not get sued by WC. Oh, they're dead, too. Sorry, all right. Yeah, I'm oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you no, know, when Jerry it came that, when it. down to it, Drew wasn't ready because I feel like there is a certain prime age for a wrestler. Yes. And Drew was too too green and too young. He was like 24 to, to hit that spotlight, and that's a very young age. And it's funny because I feel like in sports that doesn't really work. I think a prime like in baseball, for instance, I feel like is like 27 to 30. Mm-hmm. But in wrestling, it's a little older. Yeah, it's like 35. Yeah. It's like, 40, it's like, it's yeah. like 33 to like 37. Yeah. You know, you're probably a little older than that because you see like the guys nowadays that are like AJ stars, Styles are like 39, 40. Yeah. And they're still fantastic. Look at so Sean Rollins is 35. Say that yeah. John yeah. Moxley
2: 35. Hogan, Macho. They're all in their mid, late 40s. They Correct. Were, and, they
1: were, and they were still, they prime. were still How old is red. Edge? Forty seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, looks yeah. great though. Yeah, he, he was also up. out of the ring for seven years. Yeah.
5: Busted his ass to get back. Said, so.
1: Nope. So, nope. so ten years, so, um, ten nine years, go, nine years. Christian was nine seven. Years. Yeah, Christian. Going back to the Drew McIntyre thing, we so we
3: were there when he retired. Yeah. Sorry.
1: He was, so he was he was billed as like this chosen one. He was gonna be like the next guy. He was like twenty four years old. Dude wasn't ready, so he just kind of like waited, in like the uh, waited, weaved in and out of the younger card, uh, the uh, the undercard. He wasn't really in big matches. wasn't really given much of a, a chance to do anything. He had some stupid gimmicks here and there. They gave him a real stupid gimmick, where it was him and two other guys were on a fake band, and that was their gimmick. And then they released his ass. They're like, you, you're gone. We got no use for you. And he said on record, I was going to say quick aside. I was in the
4: office when that memo came out that all those guys got released oh. in twenty fourteen. And seeing his name, I was like, I was shocked. I was always, I always loved Drew McIntyre, so I was like, I really? They get rid of Drew? Like,
1: yeah. So he went. Wow, that's wow. What a connect, What a what a real life fucking yeah. Jesus damn. Oh, I would have been fucking heartbroken. It would yeah. be magazine, baby. Yep. Rest in peace. So, he got released, and he was like, and he said this in interviews, like, you know, since he's been back, he's like, I was, the first thing, the first thought that went to his mind is, I gotta get back here. grind Grinded. Grinded on the indies, the independent circuit, different wrestling promotions back home, because he, he's from Scotland. So you know, went back home, worked worked the UK. Um, I think he met his his now wife now, who's like you know, you need to eat better, put him on a diet plan. It's so like now he's shredded, now he's ripped. Yeah, if you I looked at a picture alcohol, of him, if you if you skinny. looked at a picture from him back then and now. It's like two different guys. Chris Hemsworth's lore. I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. much the wow. Dude, like, yeah. honestly, yeah. That's a great point, right? What, what Chris Hemsworth looks like is Thor with the long hair. Just think that, only taller and dark hair and Scottish instead of Australian. Well, Beautiful was, man. Was he at the Royal Rumble? <laughs>
0: he yes. yes. He wrestled Bill Goldberg. He wrestled Goldberg. This was the... All right, because then Braveheart, I, I, I saw that guy, and you guys, I think, were... Like, once he came out, you guys were, like, saying that whole thing, like, how he built himself back up yep. to be yep. this, this place where he wanted to be. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was really impressive. So, he
1: came back to the company looking like this and never never, never looked back. So, right now, Paul. Oh, wow. Yeah, that p- beard makes a difference, Paul's too. Paul
0: showing a Corey yeah, comparison yeah. picture. I like how he grew chest hair, too. Like, somehow he was <laughs> yeah. just able to develop Stuck chest
5: legs hair. In it. Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal tan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less I, glistening. he his hair black, too.
3: Wow. So, he, think about it. He towards the Indies. He becomes champion in TNA. He has a phenomenal series with Bobby Lashley, which kind of precursors what we're seeing now for mm-hmm. Mania. But when he came back. They sent him to NXT, which is the work rate company. Well,
4: a- actually, he wanted to go to NXT. Triple H told him, mm. that's where you're going. And Drew was like, that's the only place I should go.
3: Okay. Sorry. Yes. No, that's fine. <laughs> that that's sense. that's another thing I love about wrestling fans. We fact check each other and make sure things are accurate. That's my job. So he went back to
1: NXT, which is a separate... Um, it, it's under WWE, but they're kind of like in their own little world a little it's bit. It's like Triple mm-hmm. H baseball. It's not. Okay.
3: It's not run by Vince McMahon. It's run by Triple H. Right. Uh, oh, okay. So, so he oh, that explains why he would yeah. say,
1: "Then you're going." So okay, he yeah. showed up at one of their big events. He was in the crowd, like, "We look what!" Everybody was like, "Oh my God, fucking Drew McIntyre is back! This is gonna be great!" Crushed it there, became champion, the whole thing. And then we, like we said earlier, he um he won the title and then got stalked by another guy and then he wound up dropping the title and then got moved to the quote unquote main roster. So Raw and SmackDown hasn't looked back since. Became champion. He's a two time champion yeah. now. He's going for the title now and in one of the main events of Mania this year, Mm -hmm. trying to win his third WWE Championship, and it's just like,
3: it's a Cinderella story, kind of. It's kind of unheard of, too, when we talked about making Drew the guy because you haven't had a guy win the WWE title nearly or be in the main event scene three times a year. Like, he could win his third run in 12 months. like That hasn't been seen since the Attitude Era, basically. Yeah. So, the whole point of
1: telling this Drew McIntyre story goes back to kind of like what you were making the comparison to, Corey, about, like, uh, how what UFC is kind of doing now. where like, guys who deserve and should be in certain spots aren't getting it, and the office is picking other people. And this is a big issue that wrestling fans have had for, I think Mike alluded to it before, since about 2014. Go ahead,
3: Mike. So I was going to say that it started in 2014, and I'd like you and Rich to talk about this a little more because you were actually in the crowd for some of these events where they were turning. And I'm sure Bobby being in the office has a lot of insight. Mm-hmm. But Corey, you talked about how like there's alternates to M- in MMA now because the UFC is messing up. There's uh, Bellator. There's one championship. Okay, that's The whole reason that AEW exists is because of exactly what you said. That there are pro wrestlers not getting used properly, and it's a lot of the underneath guys that the company doesn't want.
1: They, they, they don't feel like building, they don't see anything in them for God knows whatever friggin' reasons they have. So what they're doing is they're taking older wrestlers from time past and bringing them back to shove nostalgia down your throat because they know that they can make the quick
5: buck off them instead of building new guys. And the funny part is that wasn't always the criticism of wrestling because what I truly feel like ruined wrestling in a way was the internet and social media. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I feel like it ruined it so much where now these fans are just watching it at home and taking it for what it is now become these marks for for better words, but they become these analytical fans that just like – they they could have done so much better. Like, why did they go down this route? Why did they put him in the main event? Why is he not wrestling for it? But when we were fans just growing up, like, we were just cool with, like, whatever. Like, yeah, Cena won the title for the fifth time. It's like, all right. Well, he won the fifth title for the fifth time. What are you going to do? Ooh. Uh But, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's so it's so crazy how that kind of also changed the perspective of fans as well with social media. I just gave everybody this platform to just kind of go off and say, like, oh, that's kind of wrong. I, I can't believe they're doing that. Whoa. And what I think honestly, when that really started the show was uh, Daniel Bryan. Yes, I think that's, yes. when you mentioned 2014. I was just thinking Daniel Bryan instantly. That whole, that whole building that story and whatnot, it was just nuts.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like for Corey and other viewers who don't know. Oh yeah, expl- So explain what, the whole thing. Sure. Yeah.
5: So yeah. So 2014, they had they had the the main event was supposed to be Randy Orton versus Batista. Batista was also just coming back off his Hollywood stint. He was starting to do Guardians of the Galaxy, all this good stuff. So they they were gonna market it as this huge match between the two for the championship. But the problem is like. Randy Orton Batista, these are the stars from like 10 years ago, and they're going to main event a WrestleMania in 2014, where now they have one of the biggest stars in the company that just kind of like organically became such a big thing, and the fans loved him, and his name is Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan had his famous Yes Chan, I'm sure you've seen that plenty, like in sports or whatnot, but Daniel Bryan became this huge uh, this phenomenon. And the plan was that Daniel Bryan wasn't even going to be in a major marquee match at this WrestleMania. So the fans pretty much forced the hands, and they were just booing the hell out of Randy Orton and Batista at any point they appeared on television, to the point where they had to say, like, all right, we got to pull an Audible. Ha- Bryan has to go in this match.
4: Can I make a comparison to help Corey with that? Yeah. Release a Snyder cut.
0: Oh, actually, yeah, That's pretty wow. much what it is. That's damn, in simple wow. three words, damn. Yeah. That's a, you know, all right, so that's actually pretty incredible to think about because... See, oh, now this is going to get interesting because at, at one point should so uh, you know it's it's tough, right? From being a fan, but then you're also trying to see it from the perspective of an organization where how much fan service do you do and how much do you say like you're not running the company, we are. Great question. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you know it, it's a dangerous line to walk mm-hmm. because you know, you can really fuck up in one way or the other and you know, you either risk losing control of what your what your vision is to cater to fans mm-hmm. or you risk losing the fans because you don't do what they want to do,
5: and either way it's going to cost you. Right. Wow. You, you can't put all the power on the fans. Again, I, I hate making comparisons to baseball, but I'm going to do it because I host two baseball shows. But like making the comparison that like fans could can control a batting order. Like, oh, why is you know, oh, why is Clint Frazier not hitting? It should be Gardner. Like, uh, you can't also you can't pander to that as well. So there has to be that fine balance of like, all right, I get it. Like he's the guy right now, but also we are running a business, like you said. And Batista's a hot name because he's coming off Hollywood. Randy Orton's a Hall of Famer. He's got these multiple time champions. So I see the the point of putting that match together. But it was just the timing of it was too damn good to not put Daniel Bryan in that match, and they had to capitalize, and they did, and they did the right thing, and he won the title. Wow. Unfortunately, after that, they kind of made a habit of
1: doing what things of like what the original plan was going to be, and they shouldn't have. So, like in that instance, like they're like, "All right, cool, we got to do this because it's the right thing to do," and it worked. Mm. There's been many times that they haven't done that since then. And it has soured a lot of fans. And like Mike said, it's a re- it, it is a it is a key reason why we have a company like AEW now or why we have these independent promotions gaining traction. Because a lot of fans are getting pissed off seeing guys being held down, seeing shit that they don't want to see, so they, they turn elsewhere.
5: Another defense I'll make is I, there's always there's always too many mouths to feed to, that, so I understand people. Yeah. There are guys that have to lose. Like yes. you can't just have yeah, all 50 guys on a roster win matches because who's going to lose matches? Like that that's, would that's be fun wrestling. to watch. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch, but no, I don't I know said, how that's it possible it wouldn't be
0: fun, to, wouldn't watch. Be fun to watch. If everybody's going to win, it's like yeah. why, why? All right, what's the point? Where's the competition? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put the Oh, I, you were first, though. Yeah. Editing.
3: Nah, <laughs> screw it. It's all raw. It's no all pun intended. raw. Well, mm. if you even want to take mm. it back Ray. a little farther from 14, like Rich talked about how like social media and has ruined things, and I definitely agree with that. However, if you look at 2011 with the CM Punk situation... Yes, that social media and the internet play into that 100%. But if you took social media and the internet out of that, CM Punk was so hot and hitting so many notes of why we were frustrated fans that even if that wasn't the plan to give him the belt and re-sign him, I think you still would have had to put him over it even without all of the the behind-the-scenes machinations because of how organic he was over. I think, yes, is there a little bit of ruination when you comes to like how much we know versus how much they want us to know but if something gets over organically you got to go with it when the iron's hot so i i was just going to say it's so like rich explained the whole daniel Bryan thing in 2014
1: mike do you want to explain the whole cm punk thing in 2011 because this might be the most important thing in wrestling in the past 25 years wow
3: I hate to use this analogy, but I'm gonna because this is why Punk wore the T-shirt. It was the 21st century equivalent of the Austin 316 speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Austin 316, for those who don't know, is Stone Cold Steve Austin wins King of the Ring. Uh, he wrestled Jake Roberts, who at the time was doing a born again Christian gimmick. 96, right? 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, Austin, you quote your scripture. Austin 316 says, "I just whipped your ass." CM Punk decided to wear an Austin 316 shirt after a Raw in 2011. 2011, yeah. where he sat Indian style on the ramp and cut a scathing. Promo, which is a pro wrestling interview on John Cena, the company, the way things are run. He was pissed off that The Rock was promised the main event of Mania despite being a part-timer. He basically said all the things that we are commiserating about right now. And no guy, and he at the time was making a case for a legitimate best wrestler in the world. No guy had ever gone on TV and spoke from the heart and basically was as he said the voice of the voiceless he said everything that us the fans wanted to say
5: another note he was also in the middle of a real life contract dispute with the company so to 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 say that have this unscripted promo while he's like well they're in between like it was like the wildest thing and calling out mr mcmahon using his first name vince also no no and he did that like multiple times throughout that promo
3: so I'll make the pun on, I'm sorry, Rich encapsulated that beautifully. If you To make the pun on John Moxley and AEW, it was a paradigm shift because they had never put contract negotiations out in front of anyone. They never gave anybody a live mic and let him just go off. They would never would have given a guy on the way out the main event versus John Cena when he's getting ready to wrestle The Rock at that year's mania in his hometown. It was something that was never seen then and probably won't be seen again. And that was the beginning of the groundswell for what became the explosion when Daniel Bryan got hot. Mm-hmm. Which
1: then led to a complete change in just the way wrestling is presented to all of us with different companies, different guys coming up. And then in most cases, um, in other companies, people that you actually really want to see that deserve it are getting their opportunities. But on the flip side, even though WWE has gone many years of you know bringing back old timers and all this other stuff... That pipe-bomb promo that he cut, CM Punk, in 2011, changed WWE's mindset to, even if they're not going to put him in the main event, they're going to at least try to focus on other guys that may have never even been thought of to be signed by the company previously mm-hmm. before that. Like, there's, a, there's been a lot of independent talent that have been signed by WWE that you would have never seen in WWE ever if that, if that CM Punk whole fiasco didn't happen.
4: Without CM Punk... You wouldn't see guys like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose before he left, uh, Johnny Argano, Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, even Ricochet, who's not really doing much, Keith Lee. These guys, Punk kicked down the door and it was said he walked out and a lot of people have problems with that and a lot of, it was is what it is. Twenty fourteen he left. He was tired, he wanted to go home, he was sick of the company, he was sick of the direction. So he, he left. Went to UFC. But what happened oh. was it it <laughs> led it led it opened the door for Daniel Bryan to have that moment at WrestleMania thirty. But it also kicked off this, this influx of massive independent talent who can use their original names, who have a re- name recognition, who are carrying the company in certain ways. Look at Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. One of the top guys yeah and in
3: nxt right yeah. now he's direct protege to triple h and sean Michaels. pretty much volumes
1: right a guy like that if nxt didn't exist and it was you know vince was vince would have looked at Adam Cole and been like never in a Too million small, years am i gonna
5: sign you absolutely not and you get your case when wwe is bad they're really fucking bad But when they're good, they're they're really fucking fucking good. And now, when you have a bright spot like NXT, which we made mention to before, I made the comparison to AAA baseball, but I think it's a little bit more elevated than that, especially nowadays. They they treat it as if it's like, yo, this, this is just as good as Raw or SmackDown now. You're seeing raw talent. You know, no strings attached, doing what they do best. You're seeing the best indie talent just focus on wrestling. Back to the New Japan thing. I think it's just a great co- you know, uh, conglomerate of all that, the entertainment value, the wrestling value. Uh, NXT is like on, on a whole other level when it comes to that. In the WWE world. In the WWE world, right.
3: So NXT, to me, if you tell someone, if you go to a casual WWE fan who knows nothing of NXT and show them NXT, if there wasn't a WWE logo attached to it, if there wasn't occasionally Regal or Triple H walking out, you would not think it's a WWE product. Yeah.
1: Yep. It, it's New Japan esque, ish in a way. Especially their pay per views, their takeover pay per views. It's kind of like watching fucking Japan. The J- J- guys, girls, doesn't matter. J- just
3: nailing, destroying each other. Corey, it's like watching Chuck and Tito era UFC. Wow, that is how like hot and consistent and well put together this is. Wow,
4: I think, I think the best show I've ever seen live, aside from All In, mm-hmm. was. Take over New York. Uh, um, 2019. April 6th. I'm sorry, or April 20, 5th, 2019. Yes. That Friday night in Barclays Center. The crowd was hot the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. We saw Johnny Gargano climb the mountain and beat Adam Cole, Bay-bay. the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. We saw an amazing show, top to bottom. They, they put on a product that you just can't take your eyes away from.
3: Organically. Yes, oh. it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and to build on Organic, that. Organically. Scent, <laughs> Gargano <Yeah, laughs>
5: Add that to the list the Green thumb gimmick I like that
3: The way yeah. And to add to the whole Like things we never thought We'd see in the ring Like doors being opened By CM Punk Daniel Bryan A match like Walter And Pete Dunn To be in a WWE ring And do what they did That's oh, yeah. unheard of They
1: would have never even Came to America Right If if this was If this was
3: like 2010 or 2009 If Walter was Wrestling in the Attitude Era And did that chop At a WWE tryout They'd say We will never look at you Ever again Yeah <laughs> They much, at, they would look at Pete Dunne and say, "You're a gimmick job guy."
1: Yeah, yeah. So, guys, now because of CM Punk, guys are getting an opportunity. That's why I, 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 I when I have the arguments for people all the time, because like CM Punk is very polarizing in real life because of what he did in wrestling. Like, you know, he left the company, blah blah blah, and like some people were for it, they support him, and some people were against him. But like, regardless of how you feel, in the end, if you if you step back and you look at the, his situation analytically, even though he left and like they gave him his pink slip on his wedding day, which is a whole other fucking story, he won. He won because when he, was, when he was at the point right before he left, at that point, he wasn't advocating for himself anymore. He wanted he had his run in 2011. He had the Summer of Punk. He had the WWE title for 434 days, which at the time was a record, a record in the modern-day era for, for wrestling. Still is. The, actually, no,
3: I'm sorry. I'm wrong. If you don't count Brock Lesnar's universal title run, yes, it still stands. Say. And if you count belts in general, because I consider the UK belt the world title. I'm sorry. You can sk- rake me over the coals for that. Walter and Pete Dunne are the only yes. guys that have come close. Joe, it, we
5: were there for the first... For the, the three, we three watched one. it. We won, yeah. Survivor, Survivor series, series 11. Series 2011. 2011. He beat he the real. for that. You guys were there yeah. too.
3: That is the last wrestling show besides WrestleMania 29 that my father went to. And for my dad to say he loved the wrestling show is like a big deal. And he loved that show. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So him... Him doing all that, you know, he had his moment. So by the time 2014 rolled around, like, like Mike said, like even without social media, he was the voice of the voiceless. He, he had his finger on the pulse. He knew what we were thinking. We all knew as fans it was time for Daniel Bryan. He petitioned for Daniel Bryan. No, nah, Randy Orton, Batista, blah, blah, blah. So that, on top of the whole, he had a staph infection thing. He almost died. Fucking he sued the WWE doctor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's a, that's a story for another time. He left the company no, he quit, he quit. Yeah, but you know what? In the end, he won because what happened? Daniel Bryan got the main event spot. He won the title. And then every type, quote unquote, type of wrestler, the maybe smaller, more technical guys that WWE would have never looked at for the next however many years after that, all got signed by the company. So the way I look at it is CM Punk won. I don't care what anybody says. If you don't like how the way he, he walked away from the company, you don't like the way he handled it, this, that, the other thing, he won. Vince lost that one because, he, because Vince might be, oh, I lost this guy, and now I'm just going to sign all his friends, and he'll never wrestle them. He doesn't give a shit about that. He just signed all his friends. Now they have a bigger platform, whether Vince is using them or not, to show what they can do. And a lot of them, even though they haven't been to the main event, they have been able to show what they do and, mm-hmm. and to a larger scale.
5: Yeah, no, and that was a great point. And, yeah, he did win uh, at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you now employed all my friends that I came up with, and they're doing great things. They're making the best money they've ever seen in their life Mm -hmm. after traveling on the road and making 5 bucks to perform in a gymnasium in front of, like, 15 people. Yeah, Punk won. Punk won.
1: That's the way I look at it, and WWE will never admit that.
3: Never admit that. So we keep talking about how, like, this organic swell, whether it's uh, about internet, social media, and otherwise with fan backlash. So we've documented Punk and Brian. Now we just, we praised Roman Reigns before. Do we want to talk about the Roman Reigns anomaly?
1: Yeah. Well, let's do that real quick before we jump into predictions for uh, uh, Mania. Bobby, want to talk as about this? do this as
3: real Mania. Do this as, as re- no, real <laughs> Bobby.
1: No. Mark Bobby would be
4: like, oh, Roman. So, Can you do
0: this, Ricky Bobby? You know what? <laughs> me mean, for me.
4: For me, Mark... Weird character side. I'm I'm a sympathizer of Roman Reigns. Like he he really had an appeal to him. He in 2012 with the Shield with Seth Rollins and Dane Ambrose, and they were a unit. And they were they were over as hell. And Roman, if anyone remembers, for the first four months of his singles career in 2014, after the Shield broke up, he was over. He was, was. hot. Was he was pop- People yep. wanted him to see, see him. In matches, I recall, I recall in the fiddle four-way match at Battleground 2014, mm-hmm. Cena, Orton, Kane, Reigns, people were cheering for Reigns to take the title that night. They didn't want to see Cena retained. They, didn't, they were tired of Orton. Kane was too old. They wanted Roman. If two things contributed to people turning on Roman, and this is my opinion, if you have a problem with that, whatever. First, Superstar of the Year. WWE claims it's legitimate. Dave Meltz said it was. Most people thought it was uh, was BS. They, they gave Roman, Superstar of the Year, the Slammy Award, saying he's better than everybody else over Daniel Bryan. And people hated that. Mm-hmm. Second thing, bringing Daniel Bryan back in 2015 after being out with a career-threatening neck injury, concussion, and put in the Royal Rumble, entering at number 10, getting knocked out after 10 minutes by Bray Wyatt in a no nothing spot. And then having Roman Reigns when. be the conquering hero, entering number 19, throwing out the Big Show, Kane, getting help from The Rock, mm. and attack, uh, eliminating Rusev. And from there, the boos rained down. And they didn't want to see him in the main event of WrestleMania 31, and they they got Seth Rollins instead, much like they got Brian the previous year. But then Roman kept being prominent, kept being prominent, and WrestleMania 32 in 2016, Joey, you were there. I was there. How was the crowd that night when With Roman beat Triple
3: H-, H? Feel furious. They were training for Nakamura. They
1: were training for Nakamura, who in, just got to the company two months ago and was on NXT. He the wasn't night before. The, the night year. before. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't even on WrestleMania. This other Shinsuke Nakamura. He came from Japan. He's flipping phenomenal. Not just, old just, Japan. yes. And they, oh, back.
5: Okada should have came out. Oh yeah, Okada should have <laughs> came
3: bad out. Okada showed up. Ooh, uh, no, but um.
4: <laughs> 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 I'll give you three for one. Um, <laughs> good Roman was put in a spot where he really couldn't win over the fans. and I don't blame him. They gave him some stupid promos. Yeah. They, they put him against, they put him in some boring matches by the fact that he tried so hard. Him and Big Show, Extreme Rule, Last Man Standing match. Terrific match. They did. It was a good match. Him and Rusev in Hell in a Cell, 2016. Brule. It's a pretty good match.
1: Right. Him versus Cena, 2017, No Mercy. Good match. Everybody hated him, They didn't want to
4: see him be Taker Mania. I didn't want you either.
1: Right. Joe, I'm sure you didn't. No, I definitely didn't, but I mm-hmm. under but I understood why. So they they gave him the short end of the stick, and un-
4: unfortunately, it took him getting diagnosed with leukemia to be cheered. Mm-hmm. And even then, when he came back, that's not a joke, Cory. That's yeah, legitimate. I'm yeah. serious. This man has beat cancer twice. God bless that man. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he 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 fought his way back, and now he is probably the most popular character on main roster television right now. Yes.
5: It's seriously an anomaly, like how, how crazy popular he is now. But I think what, what it came down to his, his uh, evolution to why he was booed so much, I think, yeah, he was rushed into a spot that he just simply didn't belong in. Yeah. And I think the company was afraid because their, their golden goose was going to Hollywood whether John, they liked John it or John not. Cena. And they need to get no. somebody in there as quickly as possible to take his spot. And they, it wasn't a smooth transition over five years. No. It was a transition of a year. Yeah.
1: The problem was Corey. And for anyone out there who again, isn't really like a fan and wants to know why these, ha- why this is happening. They basically took Roman Reigns and said, John Cena is leaving. We have a problem. Make him John Cena. They made him Samoan John Cena. They may, make him Samoan John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't walk and talk like John Cena. I'm my own person. Um, I could do this because it's natural to me. Nah, we're going to script some promos for you, which sound like shit John Cena would say, but I can't deliver promos like John Cena because I'm not John Cena. Ah, do it anyway. It'll work. It didn't work. So everybody hated Roman Reigns and it wasn't his own fault. This guy went out there every night trying
3: to do anything he could, and it didn't work because they were forcing him to be something he's not. So the uh, candle burned at both ends, because when we went to WrestleMania in 2018 in NOLA, the main event was the rematch between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And this was probably peak Roman Reigns hate, and Lesnar was probably the most despised thing in wrestling and not for good reasons. So Joey, would you like to explain this context of where WWE literally shot them, literally shot themselves in the foot in front of 70,000 people?
1: Yeah, so the match started, uh, everybody started booing, booing immediately. Nobody cared about this match. This is the biggest match of the night. It's the main event of WrestleMania, all right? Like like Mike said, like 70, 80,000 people, however many freaking people People with that boo, constant booing. Like you know how after a while you you know if you're in an event people boo, they get tired after a while, mm-hmm. take a break. No, boots were constant, Corey, never they, stopped. I'm, I'm sorry. Go Corey, ahead. They
3: treated it like Caleb Starnes versus Nate Quarry. That's how this crowd. Oh was. my God, that's like the worst fight in UFC history. Right. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. constant booing, just wow. just nonstop. Nobody cared.
1: Wow. Nobody cared. Um, at one, point during, uh, at one point during the match, uh, you know, Reigns got busted open. He was bleeding, you know, trying to make him look like, you know, the un- the hero to try to f- try to do everything he can to try to overcome the big bad guy, even though he didn't. He lost anyway. Before the match ended, I would say at least one third of the arena already left the building.
3: There were beach balls raining from the ceiling? Wow. I hate
1: that. That's yeah, I hate that too, but yeah, that's how much nobody cared about this match. Nobody wanted to see Brock Lesnar because he was a part-timer who was holding the holding the title hostage and that the only person that in WWE folklore at the time could build up to possibly be a threat to take this belt from Roman from Brock Lesnar was Roman Reigns, who you screwed up as a character and the fans already hated. So like what did you think was going to happen? So again, this poor guy for years was being pushed to be a character that he's not, and he's not organically, and it wasn't fair to him. And now that he's finally kind of being himself, he's crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. And it only took freaking WWE like seven years to figure this out. Wow.
0: All right. So I don't want to deviate. Mm. I don't want to take too much time because I know you want to get to the predictions mm-hmm. for WrestleMania. Um, but real quick, I just want to go back to how we're talking about, you know, New Japan, WWE, and the state of you know, how much do they need to pander to fans and how much they need to stop pandering to fans. And it seems like, you know, I think when companies treat their fans as stupid and they try to mask the greed and when they don't have the fans' best interest, I think that's when it's okay for fans to come at them and start demanding certain things. And it's different when a company makes a legitimate decision that they felt like they're doing it for the fans that just didn't deliver well. And for the most part, fans are intuitive, and they can kind of pick up on that. So, Bobby, like you said with the Snyder Cut before, you know, the the greed of the Warner Brothers and the DCEU is very apparent. That they're just rushing these out to make a quick buck, and they're not even they're not trying to make a good product for fans. And with, and with this example, it seems that they're trying to do the same thing. It's like, oh shit, we need a, a John Cena replacement. Let's just shoehorn somebody in there without thinking about how this is going to affect the fans. And how maybe they don't want another John Cena. Maybe they don't want a different person to pretend. How about we just try to do what feels organic? Right. And when fans see that decision being made, they're like, you've gone too far. Now there's going to be backlash. Versus, listen, we legitimately tried with this guy.
1: It just didn't work. We tried. But I think fans can kind of pick up on that too. I think most fans or quote-unquote most smart fans would, would, would agree with this. That if they just took a guy organically and tried maybe it worked maybe it didn't that's all we want Mm -hmm. just try something different try something new just give people a chance if they really can't hack it push them down the card Make them do something else. Like if, like if we want, like there's people like I want to see this guy in the main event. I want to see this guy in the main event. Fucking try it. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't go over, and you just do another one. Like Bobby said before, WWE is not going anywhere. They could put on the worst product ever, and they still won't fail. They will still continue to make money. Mm-hmm. They're never going to be threatened to go out of business. I don't care what happens. Just try new things organically, like you said. If it, do, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, cool. Scrap it. Try something else. I think the problem is, and I say this jokingly all the time, but I kind of uh, I, I feel like it's serious. Sometimes they treat the fans like we're, we're all five years old, mm-hmm. where we're just going to eat whatever they give us, and we're not going to remember things up from a week-to-week basis, even though we damn sure remember what happened last
3: week, last yeah. month, last yeah, year. At one point go. So, the, one of the biggest like buzz phrases in wrestling is suspension of disbelief. Uh, the, when wrestling is at its best, it's when you champion intelligence, not belittle it, and I think you guys really hit that nail perfectly. Now, Rich, I know you wanted to say something. Oh, go, keep going. Yeah, this is great. I know No, I was going to say, so it comes down to championing intelligence and not belittling it. When you try to tell us, no, we know better. Yeah, that's one thing. You have a board and like these, this team, these team of writers and all this analytics that say that like, you know how to do this. You have a decades long track record. But at the end of the day, the paying customers that are cheering and booing your talent should be the barometer for whether or not you use something like Again, I sound like I'm going to the well multiple times with NXT, AEW, and New Japan, but they are—it's a meritocracy in those places. If you work your butt off and you are the organically over guy, they will find a spot to make you be featured prominently in a way that the fans and the company can work with. Whereas when it comes to main roster WWE, SmackDown not so much because you see Roman kind of has his own has, has his own leash now and he's killing it. Raw though is basically held in an echo chamber and it's become uh, you know pun intended a funhouse.
5: Yes, I think Vince is afraid to make mistakes. Absolutely, I think, so. I, I think there's like that fear of like, well, what if this doesn't go over? Then I'm gonna like look like an idiot. But the funny part is, I feel like there's mistakes made at every single WWE broadcast. Yes. I mean, just simple mistakes. To, you know, from a tech standpoint, from a match standpoint. You know, two people just, who've never really been in the ring together just don't know how to mesh well. It, it happens. Like you, you got to list. Again, you have to give off this, like, yeah, it's a theater, Cirque du Soleil kind of vibe. People make mistakes. People fuck up. But now we're going to figure out how to recover, like, the best way. And I think he's afraid to, like, adjust to that.
1: Which he shouldn't be because, dude, he created WWE. Well, he didn't create WWE. His dad did. But he basically created WWE. He popularized popularized it. it. Like, made it global. dude, like, you're good. Like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you've done a lot of, like, weird shit fans don't agree with. But at the end of the day, like, he shouldn't be afraid to fuck up Mm -hmm. because look at how much he gave us.
5: I think also there's a misdirection in competition because I think he's like got AEW and, and New Japan staring and I think his real competition, honestly, football season, Monday yeah. night Monday night football. What's gonna keep you from like watching like what's gonna keep you from watching Monday night football when wrestling's going on at the same time? Like those that's the competition night if I'm him, that's what I'm afraid of. Yes. What's actually popular on television? Oh, I was gonna say XFL is the competition.
1: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> now
3: owned by The Rock. Yeah,
1: he doesn't own that anymore. Yes. The Rock does. So, alright, so like, we've been going on for a while, so real quick, <laughs> no, it's fine, yeah, it's, it's wrestling. When there's a six-person episode, I mean, it, it makes sense to go to yeah. this, you know? so, three minutes. Like so, like I, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast um, for this episode, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, March 25th, so WrestleMania and NXT stand, TakeOver Stand and Delivers two weeks out, so just wanted to get you guys' opinions on some stuff. Maybe the match card. So, like, all right, um, NXT is going to happen first. So, again, at the time of this recording, I don't think any of the shows are completely fleshed out yet. So, we're just going to go over um, what, what's been announced. So, I'm going to start with NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 1. Uh, first match they have listed is a number one contender's uh, elimination gauntlet for Johnny Gargano's North American title, which is going to happen on Night 2. So, based on the picture they got here, they got Bronson Reed, they got Austin Theory... Dexter Loomis, Swerve Scott, Jake Atlas, um, Cameron Grimes, Kushida, L.A. Knight, uh, Leon Ruff, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong, and I think that's Tyler Rust. Um, any predictions for that? Who
3: might fight Johnny on night two? since they haven't booked it yet i would right. say dexter loomis if they want to have like the typical Gar- mr johnny takeover match i could see roddy getting it because mm-hmm. he's the only one of undisputed besides kyle because bobby's out hurt right but they're trying to make roddy his own thing where kyle and adam are going to have their blood feud that they've been having over three companies now
5: yeah i think roddy's still involved with that program with 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 uh, o'reilly and cole too much for me to pick him although that would be a stunner of a match mm-hmm. uh, i'm going dexter loomis as well just it's to stunner. continue continue the story stunner. with uh, gargano going over
4: I think they're going to separate Bronson Reed and LA Knight into their own match because okay. they're doing a little feud here. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Dexter Loomis as well. Okay.
1: Yeah. I would say Dexter Loomis, but long shot just because I you know it would be a fucking killer match. Pete Dunn. Mm. I was thinking that too. Paul, oh, anyone?
2: Uh, well, you know me. I'm still new to the NXT. Uh, okay. I'm just... <laughs> I, I am getting there. You know, you're getting there. I know, you know you're, you're trying. Were, we were texting this. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, I'm, you're, you're I'm, I'm getting into it, finally. i little NXT. So. I've been trying for years to yep. get you to a takeover show. Well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Mike and Kaden got me. He comes to watch, so. Mike,
3: Mike, and, Mike and myself have been trying to get Paul to latch onto NXT for years now. Can I just side note, because we talked about Dexter Loomis, Corey, like the Showtime show Dexter, that's literally what this guy's gimmick is. You should wa- watch some Dexter Loomis videos on YouTube. You'd get a kick out of him. He really? the wrestler? He, got, he implies He, it. he got wow. his
1: wrestler name by combining Dexter and, and Dr. Loomis. Halloween. Well, he spells it differently, but yeah. That Oh. Yeah, yeah, wow.
0: Or and Lumen from Dexter also, which was his love interest. Maybe no that could Pierce be true. Fact, that actually could be true. Yes, yeah, Bobby Love Dexter. Oh man, you guys Bring should me on a, for that. Yeah, yeah you, should, you guys should do a Dexter show. Do, we have to get Greg on for that one. Then he would fucking he would literally Dexter me if we did a Dexter episode without Greg on this oh, show. Oh, Then you we you can't let that happen. He would literally fucking kill sit in the back.
3: me. I'd like to just listen to that live. I don't even have to be on it. Well, <laughs>
0: it might be some time. He doesn't live here right now, so. You, uh, you guys have the time to watch the show if you want. It's a great so, show. They're remaking it. Yeah, the, the, um, well, really. they're he's extending, they're the, teams extending teams, the ending. Sorry, they're extending the, the ending because it was perfect the first time. They had to fuck it up. They're now. giving it the Mass yeah, Effect okay. treatment. And, uh, yeah, it's
1: fan service. The lumberjack. The yeah. next match, free, de- free te- The pre- next hour. match for night one that they have listed here is a the recently vacated NXT Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Burch. For anybody who doesn't know, Danny Burch got hurt legitimately in a match separated his shoulder he's gonna be out for about six to eight months so they had to take the tag by bi- the tag belts off him and Only lorkin so vacant belts triple threat tag match it's uh legato del fantasma versus grizzly young veterans versus msk so first of all that match is gonna be fire yeah great.
5: probably matching in the night yeah. for night one um Maybe. i'm going with g y v okay i'm going grizzly young veterans i honestly think they should have won the uh the dusty classic to begin with uh you know, two two finals finishes for them. I think they're due for a big one, and to like transition from Birch and Larkin to to another heel tag team isn't a, isn't probably the the bad the worst idea either.
1: I one thousand percent agree with Rich, especially because you know you want to transition heel you know heel to heel tag team that's fine, but out of those three tag teams, dude Zach Gibson on the mic. Mm is amazing.
3: Soon to be recognized. Soon to be recognized, dude. Like you have to. Just Liverpool's him, number 1. Him him cutting promos with the belts, goddamn. So this is the hardest one for me to pick and I do think this will be the night one show stealer. I think they're working a long-term angle with GYV where they're going to be in the Dusty Rhodes Classic finals again for the third time and win it. Okay. Although, I think, again, the Lorcan Birch transition to GYV would be phenomenal. I love MSK. That match that they had in the finals with Grizzled Young Veterans is like a DIY revival level good tag match. So, I, if they want to crown MSK because they've been putting it off because they never got their shot, mm-hmm. that would be cool. But I'm going to go with the Dark Horse because mm-hmm. I think Legato Del Fantasma needs the gold because I think Jordan Devlin is losing to Santos. Really? Spoiler. On yeah. night
1: two? Yeah. All right. Go. We'll, we'll go into more of that in a bit. I uh, I'm going to
4: say... Grizzly Young Veterans, because I think they're going to keep rolling with them and MSK, and MSK's going to chase the belts for a while. I just don't see Legado the get getting it. They don't really have enough momentum, in my opinion. Not so. yet.
3: Okay. Yeah. We, we've seen crazier things, like when they put the belts on Blake and Murphy or on uh, Brissango. So true. All
1: right. I like um, next match they have is the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Mm. That's a show stealer. Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. Walter.
5: Hands
1: okay, down. Walter. Hands down. <laughs>
3: So unfortunately <laughs> him. Oh, Rich tried to chop Mike and he missed. <laughs> Can you give me that knife? No, yeah, don't there we go. go. <laughs>
1: right.
3: yeah. there, there you go. go. <laughs> Chopped him. So are we going to go back to uh, take over New York where Walter was cooking the food for us at a Rolling Roaster? Are we- oh my god, that was <laughs> that was so funny. So I just need to tell the story real quick cuz Walter is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet and I f- love Champa too. So some of them have never seen Walter before and when he wrestled Pete Dunne for the title he just chopped him like a thousand times. So the running gag for that night is that anytime something happens we're going to call Walter. Oh, lines, lines long at Rolling Roaster. Walter's going to chop Walter's the meat, literally come. So this match, I'm severely worried for Tommaso Ciampa's spinal cord. <laughs> 100%, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think this match. What night is this? Night one. Style? Night one. This yeah. might actually be the show stealer if you give them the time, because Walter doesn't have a bad match, and Ciampa's the Terminator. Right. Yep. Uh, but I have to say, Walter, I don't think I don't even think Ciampa wants that belt. He just wants to be able to say I wrestled Walter Same. and killed it.
5: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, That
3: reigns not ending. I think yet.
1: that's yeah. No. No way. I I don't know who the hell beats that guy. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the final match that they have announced for night one of uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver is the main event, which is the women's championship match. It's Io Shirai defending against Raquel Gonzalez.
5: There's going to be a new NXT women's champion after night one. Raquel Gonzalez is going to take the title from Io Shirai. Uh, no. EO might be on her way up. I think I think she is ready for that. And even though, as wrestling fans, we don't want to see that, but I think it might be that time. Uh, Raquel has uh, really stepped up over the last few months. She's been a phenomenal performer in the ring. Her her matches have
3: been great. Uh, she definitely has a star potential. I'm going Raquel. I gotta agree with Rich 100%. I love EO. I think she's the I think when her winning overall competitor in NXT for like 2020 was well deserved. She might be the best booked women's champion in a long time. But you got again I say strike when the iron is hot and Raquel since she had that barn burner with Rhea Ripley at Halloween Havoc and then you everything she's done since then it's Raquel's time.
4: Everything they just said, I agree with. So, Raquel.
3: Yeah, I do too, but I, I got one more. One, one I more also talk, agree one with, with the, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. people
1: here on this one. No, uh, you, we'll Kurt. get to Kurt, you. Kurt, cool. Do you concur? We'll get I to Do you concur? Do you concur? I also concur. Do, do you guys think it's going to be like a barn burner or it's going to be a uh, glorified squash? EO doesn't get squashed. No. What's a barn But bar like kind of dominate. Like they, they, they kill each other. Like Mur- oh, oh,
3: okay. I think if the Rhea Ripley EO match on NXT TV which is incredible is anything to go by they're gonna have it's gonna be it's gonna be the big little but it's gonna be high work rate and a lot of high spots okay it's gonna be Brock DeBry from years ago okay so it's gonna
1: be a good match right, I agree it's a good match All right, so transitioning to night two
5: as of now they only have uh, three scheduled
1: matches and one of them is Johnny Gargano versus whoever is gonna win so like all right, so let's say like we all kind of picked Dexter Loomis, right? So like let's say, all right, cool, Dexter Loomis wins on night one, and he challenges Johnny Gargano for the uh, the uh, North American Championship night two. Yeah, Gargano cool still win. winning. I agree. I, I still don't see Gargano winning. winning. No, yeah. I personally I think he should have lost to Kushida
3: when they, they agreed, went, but match. they didn't. Paul agrees. Phenomenal match. I think Kushida should have been the guy. So I think no matter who wins that, whether it's Roddy or Loomis, even though I think Loomis is the safe pick, like we said, I think Johnny still retains. Okay. Even if it's Pete Dunn, I think Roddy still retains. But the the fan in us all says Loomis, so. Gotcha. All right.
1: Next match, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship unification match. So, for those of you who are unaware, there are two NXT Cruiserweight champions right now, uh, Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. Why is this happening? Well, I'll tell you real quick. Jordan Devlin was the uh, Cruiserweight champion, and then the pandemic happened. And Jordan Devlin lives in Ireland. So, when the pandemic happened, everyone went home. And for a long time, you couldn't really cross borders, you couldn't fly overseas, so he was kind of stuck there. So, you know, WWE was still rolling in Florida, and they said, all right, we're going to create an interim champion. So they had a little tournament, and Santos Escobar won, and he's been a dominant champion ever since. But now the travel ban's kind of lifted, Jordan Devlin's like, hey, I'm still a champion, and I'm coming to America. So now
5: they're going to have their big blow-off. It's actually pretty phenomenal to think that like, it, that's the story. Like that is. story is like linked to COVID Cause and the pandemic because it's like real life. Like all right, like yeah. you, lit- he literally was kept overseas because he could not be here to defend his title. So now you have these two who have been dominant. Champions mm-hmm. combining, and it's gonna be a great match. Uh But I have, I'm with, I'm with Mike. I, he know he alluded to it before, but I have Santos Escobar, uh, re, you know, retaining, retaining the champion. Technically. Oh, I will
3: win, yeah, yeah, winning. So I think the way they're doing this is kind of like when they had Cena and Punk as champion at the same time. Whereas the winner's reign is recognized as the legitimate reign, and they get days added onto it. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. There. So. I love that it's you know a reality based story. I think that Santos Escobar has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, and I love Jordan Devlin. I always have, but Santos Escobar, he like think about it. Look at Carrion Cross. He had a great feud with Carrion Cross. He got he made Carrion Cross sell. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you how highly they think of Santos Escobar, that I don't know what does. But I think again, barn burner potential for the match. I'm going Santos and possibly Legado del Fantasma, all wearing gold at the end okay. of the night.
4: Uh, I would say also Santos, mainly because I don't think Devlin's there to NXT for, for a while. I think he's there to for this match and maybe something else, and that's probably it, going back to the UK. So I, I think Santos has been a great champion, and he's going to stay with it.
1: I agree. If, if Jordan Devlin does not stay in America, he's not winning. If he decides he's staying in America, Jordan Devlin's winning.
3: I just wanted to say before, I I wanted to shout out Jordan Devlin because, like, we NXT America, like, we watched Santos do his thing. Jordan Devlin, as soon as NXT UK came back, has been wrestling like a savage and defending that belt. Mm -hmm. So if this was, like, a a UFC or a boxing match where you want to see who's the real champion, both these guys have great resumes coming in. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, they both think they're the true cruiserweight champion, right? Yes. So what they should do is bring in... A third belt, <laughs> and bring back Enzo Amore. No, no, he's no. no.
3: no. a real champion because he never lost. He, it. Never, he lost never lost, it. so You're technically right. he's the real champion. I'll hit him up. Why isn't this? Yeah. Why isn't this the ladder match? R- R- Rich will hit him up. Oh, yeah, well, I'll hit him up. Why all didn't right. they go Michaels, Ramon, with you know and Make this the ladder exactly. match. Exactly, it is slightly like a ladder we'll, match. We'll you you no, know, it is a ladder this match. This is it's a ladder true. match. That's cool. If that's my fault, I didn't watch it. Yeah, this
4: is, oh sorry, Mike. Wait, this this is Joey, it. is this a ladder match? It's a ladder match. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, I didn't. Re- I thought it was <sighs> one on one because I didn't watch any. You could think, no.
2: think Sean.
4: No, I, I forgot. I saw that.
3: I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to mention that this is a ladder match. So that again, that has everything, all the potential to be the best match. Me and Joe were
1: texting each other like, "Sean Michaels, oh my god, what's he doing here, bro? It was so, it was so He walked out. He didn't say a word. He walked out. They were both looking at him like, the hell are you doing here? He goes under. He goes under the ring. Pulls out a ladder. Mm-hmm. Throws it in the ring. it's like, "Here you go." And he walked away. And they were like, "What?" Yeah, it's a ladder match. Nice. All right. So Pretty the cool. last, the last uh, match for takeover that they have is the main event for night two. It is the NXT Championship match. Finn Balor. What? what, what O'Reilly. Cole. Oh, it's not on my match card for some stupid reason. Okay. Did they go back say to what,
3: that. Did they say what night it's on yet? It's uh, night two. It is night, night two. two. Yep. They just
1: announced it. All right. So before we do the main event, we'll go to that. Uh, we have the
5: Blood Feud unsanctioned match. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. This match is the hardest one to try to figure out between the two. But I'm going with Adam Cole because I believe having Adam Cole the heel win is gonna continue the storyline a little more. I think if if Kyle wins his first match, I don't know if like there's a real payoff for Adam to try to go back at O'Reilly But if you know now you have this uh, the the heel win now you have this motivation that Kyle's like no I'm gonna keep going at you until I can beat you it's almost like back to like ECW with Tommy Dreamer and Raven where such like a big deal and Tommy Dreamer's like biggest goal was not even to even win the ECW title it was to beat Raven and for years he chased Raven and chased Raven and chased Raven and he kept losing to him I want to see a similar storyline between these two and I know they can pull it off and be better I think that makes the most sense
1: yeah yeah plus personally I feel like this is this is going to be like uh, Gargano and Champa from a few years back. Um, it's going to be a series. Yes. And if it, if it was up to me, the way I would do it, one guy would win, another guy would win, and then the third match should be the first ever NXT Hell in a Cell match. Mm. That's how I would do it. So personally, for this, I'm going with Rich. I think I think Adam Cole wins because it gives Kyle O'Reilly more of a drive. Motivation. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. We've been trying to get the NXT Hell in a Cell since Gargano and Champa were lighting yep. it up. So I think that would be a great way to finally do that. I agree. Adam Cole wins. For all those of us who are at Final Battle 2016. Yes. This yeah. match is going to be on another level.
4: I think this is going to be the show stealer of the entire weekend. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like Joey just said, Gargano, Champa vibes. Um, I'm going to go with Cole as well because I do see this going further. And I think it'd be great for Kyle to chase Cole. Because Cole really has been the NXT guy, aside from Balor, mm-hmm. the past year and a half.
1: So. Yeah, it gives Kyle more of a purpose. Like, you know, if Kyle wins, Adam could be like, all right, cool, peace. I'm just going mm-hmm. yeah. to go fight for the NXT title right. or just go up. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of the NXT title and Finn Balor, he <sighs> will be, in the main event, defending the title against Karrion Cross, who never lost the title. Corey Karrion Cross was champion and got legitimately hurt. And he was supposed to be out for a long, long time. And then he said, nope, I'm a freak. And I'm going to come back in like a quarter of the time. And here he is. He's a super freak. Yes. Super
4: freak. I think think
3: Cross is picking up where he left off. I think so, too. This is just hard to pick because I love both guys carrying Cross in terms of, like, legit background as, like, one of the most, like, complete wrestlers that you could have. And Finn, to quote, Edge is on another level. I don't want to watch Finn's title reign end. I don't either, but I think it's happening. I think this is going to be the best match across his career, and it's going to be another, like, monumental takeover for Finn. I would love to see Finn win, but, again, uh, C- Cross was supposed to probably still be champ around the time if he didn't get hurt, so I think Cross takes the right. belt.
5: Yeah, I, th- I think I I agree. I got Karrion Cross winning this title. I, there was also that inkling, like, all right, what if Finn wins? And then, like, Cross you know, has that Vince McMahon type that he loves. Maybe he wants to bring him and Scarlet up a little too early. But uh, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to say Finn's going to
3: retain. Okay. Yeah. Ahead, no. uh, can I throw a monkey wrench in this? Because we haven't seen it in a while with the way they've been booking it. Okay. What if we get Demon Balor?
1: I
5: love that. But I don't think we're going to see the demon lose the cross. Well, that's the thing. Samoa Joe is beating the demon. Right. That would be interesting. And he's been like ripping through contenders as his current version of Finn Balor. So why would he like default to the demon? I I think
3: because the cross just recently turned full heel again. And I think you have two more weeks to really like petition is that Finn needs to go to that. The
5: opportunity would be the rematch if Finn loses. I agree. If Finn loses, now there's the motivation. I want to be the demon character because the demon could take him. I'll Mm. take that.
1: So we're going to train. So that's it for NXT standover, take and deliver, uh, takeover, stand, and deliver. So we're going to transition. Oh, Corey, they
5: are real demons in, in wrestling. Yes, now. there that, are. I just let you know.
1: Yeah, just let you know. Oh, that, that,
0: um, the clown? Th- that one uh, chick in the Royal Rumble was possessed by a demon, yes. was she not? Alexa the, Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yes, the okay. fiend. I remember you Ghouls saying like there was goblins. like a... Uh, we we, this is we uh, have to
3: show him extra, extra crispy fiend.
0: Yes, Some extra crispy other fiend. Other worldly shit going yes. on here. This might be like a Marvel crossover soon.
1: Yes. So... Now we're going to transition to the WrestleMania card, which Bobby has pulled up. Yes, I do. We'll start with night
4: one. As of now, there are three matches currently announced for night one, three for night two, and two that are currently to be determined. But night one starts off, first match listed, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship.
5: Yeah. Bianca. Bianca
2: wins. Bianca. Bianca. I love Sasha, but I'm going Bianca. This is tough because... he deserves it.
0: Done, oh, sorry. I know who this person oh, is. I, she... I'm following her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There
3: you go. Corey. What, Corey's flagging them Instagram so Corey, based on the Instagram follow, who wins before I make my point? Um, Well, she won the Royal Rumble. Yes. So, so I think I'm going to have to yeah, go with Bianca. Three. Okay. So this is tough for me because I think it's going to be a great match. I, part of me thinks because this has been Sasha's first legit title reign. Like they broke her curse, quote unquote. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if they want to give her a WrestleMania moment here because maybe they just want to see how Bianca f- performs in this spot. But again, like I, I have no problem making a prediction that I don't think is going to. Happen like I really split fifty fifty on this, but I'm going to go Bianca too because we need women's Royal Rumble winners to get legitimacy. Yes, right. I agree. Yeah, especially because
4: so Bianca's yeah. got it. Yeah, I mean she's she's a she's, she's, not, she's a premier athlete. Yeah,
3: mega star. She's ready. I remember yeah. when I watched the Rumble
0: with you guys. Yeah, that you guys. How much you, you that, that came in? Uh, that was a factor. Mm-hmm. Was you were saying that because she is so good at what she does and she's so athletic, mm-hmm. it's been able to kind of propel her career. Absolutely, which is I yeah. think why she ended up winning the Rumble. Mm-hmm.
4: Our second match listed, is Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre? Mm.
1: I don't know. Wow. Part of me feels like they want to, you know, they're going to give it to Drew so we can get the moment that he didn't have last year because there's going to be fans, mm. but you just put the title on Bobby, how do you take it off him? Especially because, listen, if it was me, the way I did it is, so Corey, just so you know, uh, Drew was champion. He had this wild ass elimination chamber match. It's basically him and five other guys were locked inside this chamber with pods and glass and fucking chains and all this other shit going Wrestling's on. Wrestling's fucking weird. Wrestling's yeah, fucking very weird. Very much so. Anyway, yeah. it's a very good he point. He survives this match. He wins. This guy, the Miz, has a brie- has a oh, contract in a briefcase. Yeah. He, he's got a briefcase it's with awesome. a contract in it. I know the Miz. He can awesome. get a title match whenever he wants. Oh yeah, we're talking about, he, about the Rumble. He made a deal earlier in that night with Bobby Lashley and his cohorts, Bobby Lashley came out after Drew McIntyre won, beat the piss out of him, because he was already, like, broken down and hurt, because he was tired from, from the match, and Miz came out and won. So, like, a week or two after that, Bobby Lashley's like, I did you a favor, now you gotta do me a favor, give me a title match. So Miz tried to, like, you know, skirt it, and, like, try to not do it, but, like, WWE management forced this, you know, forced their hand, so Miz had a legit match against Bobby Lashley on, on a Monday Night Raw for the title. Bobby destroyed him so Bobby's a champion now if it was up to me I would not have included Bobby in the beginning I would have had Miz come out at the end after Drew with a weapon with, with mm-hmm. John Morrison I would have had them beat him with chairs and you know whatever legitimate beat down pin Drew have him dance around with the title like a jerk off for like two months have Drew beat Miz at Mania to get the big pop and then I would have had Bobby Lashley come in after Mania and beat him that way Bobby could have had a legitimate title run because Bobby's only had the title—Bobby Lashley's been ch- chasing the title for like 16 years, mm-hmm. and he finally got it, and now you're going to take it off to, off of him for like two months. Like, uh, that's why Like I don't know who wins. The
5: parallels between Drew and Bobby is actually crazy because they. Yep, sorry, Mike <laughs> made your point. Uh, Mike just, uh, yeah, he's disgusted right now. He put, so, his, big, he put his big claw on my shoulder, yeah. and I'm <laughs> fucking afraid right now. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Mike, do you want to talk so I can leave this place peacefully? <laughs> no, I'm,
3: no, I'm trying to. am t- trying to tell go. him without inter- no. interrupting he's his show that on I'm not going to kill him. So murder, please don't have a rich, murder. the brass knuckles.
5: Yeah, so I, this, the parallels between <laughs> those two being out of the company, like not. Uh, when they were first early on, you know, they just they didn't find their way, and then leaving the company, getting released, and then coming back. Like, if I know we're recording on Thursday, March twenty fifth, so forgive me if this has already happened on on Raw. But the build there to say like, oh, like I was out of the company and I was out of the company. Now look at us now, like all these years later. Like this is there's more than just a title at stake here. There's a legacy on the line. If they don't play that up, this is a missed booking opportunity for WWE. Drew's winning, by the way.
3: Okay. Ooh. All right, so we got one for Drew. For the record, I love it when people say exactly what I'm thinking because it makes me feel like I actually have like a good perspective on things. So thank you for that, Rich. I wasn't mad. I was just like, I'm glad it got out there. So again, this is so tough because the parallels, as you said, it's an incredible story, and I wish they would play that up more because they're kind of just playing up Lashley as like godly killer and Drew as face of the company. Like I like those extra layers to the story, whether it's uh, onions or parfait. Yes, I just quoted Shrek. I don't think you take the. I don't think you should take the belt off of Bobby Lashley. yet. I knew that one. I really don't think you should take the belt off of Bobby Lashley yet. I again, as someone who I didn't think Bobby Lashley was going to win that night on Raw from the Miz. I thought if anything, you could drag this out to Mania somehow. So again, this could be a barn burner of a match. They had the match already at Backlash a year ago, which was incredible. They had killer matches in TNA. This is going to be a really good old school heavyweight athletic man's match. Again, I don't know, and that's a great thing. I can see Drew getting that crowd moment, but again, I have to go Lashley.
4: I don't actually have a prediction for this one. I think it could go either way. My gut says Drew because he did not get his moment last year with Brock Lesnar. And Bobby Lashley is just pretty close to that. But, you know, Lashley's reign just started and he he has so much potential. So um, I don't know.
2: Bill Goldberg is going to come. No, 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 no. no. Um,
1: How many people are going to be in the crowd? They said 25 25, to 45, somewhere in that range. thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, you got to think of football, Dollars? a football, a, a packed football no, arena. People. No, a, I'm trying to think a packed football arena. Right. It's like 000, seventy. But right. but when they do wrestling, you the could chairs, put people on the that. floor, yeah. so it's really like close so to ninety. I'm trying to think.
2: Drew needed. He needs his moment. Mm-hmm. But will they save him for like a seventy thousand crowd? Which he.
1: It won't be as loud, but, but it's still be pretty loud. Yeah.
2: So that's why I'm on. I'm on like the fence. I'm like, gotcha. he deserves the 80,000 crowd. But. You know, this is <laughs> a start, but then again, like Mike was saying, Bobby Lashley, I wouldn't take it off him yet. Like, you may give him, or you know, go on, go on a reckoning. Let him just annihilate people mm-hmm. and build them up for what he should have been done for the past sixteen years. So, I, I'm definitely on the fence, like with Bobby
3: was saying. Like, it's, it's, i torn. Like, it's I, it's, tough. It's Quick it tough. Quick fact check:
5: twenty five thousand fans for each night. Okay, so that's, a little, that's still a good
3: amount. It's I mean, still that's, good amount. So, to put that in perspective, this is where the Super Bowl was, and they're using the Super Bowl configuration, so that's why it's twenty five thousand. Okay.
0: Uh. How long has he been chasing this, Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley debuted in 2005. Well, not counting the ECW championship, right? No, so, no, no. 16 no.
2: years.
3: No. Technically, no.
0: Because he
2: was the ECW champion yeah. in WWE. But.
0: So I just want to say, like, the, the fact that this guy has been chasing this for 16 years gets it. And you're stating that he still has potential to be built up into something else is... Like you were saying before, I mean, your peak is later on in life than other He's not young sports. either. Like, no, I mean, he's it's, not. It's, it's he impressive. not look like he's aged day since he debuted. No, it's true. 40,
1: yeah, he, he's in know, like his mid-late 40s. 40s. That's cool. But this guy is a freak athlete. Freak athlete.
3: Your tenure in this is much longer than any other probably sport in history. Can I give you Bobby Lashley's resume real quick? Okay, so military. Oh. I, I, I presented paper-wise. I'd love to, but we don't do that as COVID. So military <laughs> man. Armed Forces, wrestling champion, highly decorated, and as Paul can attest to, very successful MMA fighter in Force, Bellator, and other companies. Wow. So, so he's 100% like freak. legit. Yeah, he's yeah. a freak. Wow. I'm going to go with this guy right now. He
2: broke the master lock. He did. No, Chris Ooh. Masters, master lock, 2007. And freak that's record. why he uses it. That's why
3: he used the master lock beat the boss. So ECW championship. Hold on. Can I ask one question about this before we move on to the next match? Does Drew break the hurt lock? No one's done it. Mm.
4: Oh, I, I think, you know what I think? Is... That's Lashley's ice in a hole for Drew, and Drew somehow not breaks it, but like, doesn't get hit with it. And if Lashley locks that in, it's over. That's what I think. Okay. All right, match three we have, this is a good one, Bad Bunny with <laughs> Damian Priest Fuck God, versus The Miz with John
1: Morrison. Bad Bunny wins all I'm, in shenanigans. Yeah, this is the I, shit
0: that pisses me off about these kinds <laughs> of things. Hold on, do you want to explain that? Just what ridiculous matchups that don't need to exist, but exist for no reason whatsoever. Yes. The fact that he DJed the fucking Royal Rumble, and now all of a sudden he did. Uh, How great was that? He jumped did. off the. B- He's fucking sucks anyway. <laughs>
5: can I? Can I make a point? Yes, I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. And I'm okay with it just because of the fanfare. Bad Bunny is one of, if not the biggest star he in Latino huge right music. Yeah, huge. He's got he's consistent on the top ten in iTunes in that genre of music. So to put the spotlight on WrestleMania from that point, from that community, I mean that's a huge thing for the wrestling product. So even if he's going to go over the Miz, who the Miz is a team player, he's gonna he's gonna take the loss, whatever. But it, it's 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 big the- for the business <laughs> and money talks.
4: Yes, I um. I, going off what you said, he is so great for the product. And the thing is, he loves wrestling. Yes, yes, he yes, reminds me of Stephen Amell. is okay. such a huge fan, and he got involved, and it was big. So, And he was he, good in the ring. Yes, he was. Snoop Dogg? Bad, no, he was not good on. in the ring. Bad Bunny, I just want this match to be a tag team match. Not because I want Damian Priest to be in there, but because I want to see John Morrison, Morrison. actually get some fanfare, because that guy's so good. He's so good. But uh, Bad Bunny all the way.
3: No, just to build on that, I love that Bad Bunny again. Lifelong fan. He loves it. He puts wrestling references in a lot of his songs. Incredibly popular. Like this is a when you want a contemporary celebrity, like this is the kind of the example of the guy you want because very time, very a lot of times everybody goes for like these niche celebrities. This is a guy with mass appeal that helps them and brings eyes. But also at the end of the day, this is gonna help Damian Priest so much. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the main reason I'm okay with this because I am a huge fan of the former Punishment. Who, I love punishment.
0: Who was the wrestler Bad Bunny made that song for? Booker, Booker T. T. Booker T. Okay, who's a so legend? You guys saying that he's actually a hardcore wrestling fan is that makes it slightly yeah, easier better. for you to accept yeah. him being in this wrestling match because it's not like they just picked a, a celebrity who has zero knowledge of this whatsoever and they're like, hey, we're gonna put you in because you're hot. It's like, all right, you're hot, but you also know what the
5: fuck is going on for him specifically. Yeah. Especially because he shows up every single week on yeah. 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 He's he's there He, he, he that. is yeah. every there every single Monday. week like, since the Rumble.
0: If they put Kevin Smith in a, in a UFC match, I mean, that'd be kind of dumb <laughs> because he's, he's not licensed. But I mean, I, I'd, I'd be slightly more okay with that because he's not only always at the fights, but he was also in a movie about him being an MMA fighter. So, so Kevin Smith. Kevin
1: James. Sorry, Kevin Brian James. James. I'm picturing yeah. Kevin? Yeah. Kevin. Sorry,
0: Smith. Wow. I meant to say Kevin James. Yes. Can we so get Kevin Smith first, Kevin James? Yeah. Oh my God. Sure. I was also going to say
1: the fact that he's fighting The Miz... You know, like we said, The Miz is a team player. You know, he's been there for years. He has his accomplishments. For but for Bad Bunny to win win a match over it The Miz okay is okay. It's not like Bad Bunny's fighting. I don't know Ricochet or or for a title or, or for a title. <gasps> he you should know? be in the cruiserweight. Yeah, but he, he was the twenty four seven champ. Yeah,
3: that yeah, that that not yeah. that, that, yeah, count. That so was on. Peter Rosenberg. If yeah. I if I could play like Bizarro World, what I would have liked for this is if it had been Elias and Riker versus Priest and Bud Bunny, and then you could have Miz versus Morrison because those guys have the potential. Oh, to, that would have been great. That's what I'm saying. Miz mm-hmm. and Morrison, when Miz was champion ten years ago, was literally a missed opportunity to be a phenomenal mania yep. level feud. Yep.
4: Uh, that ends night one. We start oh. nine two, oh. night two you with the to first match.
2: I'll say Bed Bunny. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> no, I was going to say bed. I go with Bed Bunny uh, only because, A, it's a great for the market. And uh, I know actually a few friends who are huge Bed Bunny fans, but not wrestling fans. Ooh. Are they, so, they going to watch? Right. The past few weeks, I've been sending the WWE Instagram post. Like, I've just. A bad bunny getting the chair shot, or yeah. this, and they're just like, Oh my god, I look because they keep putting their stories. But, oh, he's so I love him, and, like, and I just send him here. Look at that, he's on wrestling, and, and he's huge
5: now. So it's not even like they like, right. took off like somebody yeah. who was huge like years ago. He's like, This is like right. the best it's bad top, bunnies top in a beach, he's he's big big like, now.
2: He was right. on SNL with the 24 7 belt, yes, so it definitely brings in yes, more and more people. I think this will help. Yeah. I understand what we understand why they're doing it, right? Yeah. So I think I'm going with him. I think right. it's going to be
4: night two starts with. Roman Reigns mm-hmm. Defending the Universal Championship Against
3: Edge
0: A lot of fisting going on in this room yes, right now is. I don't know what that means but I mean I know what fisting
3: is I just don't PGR. know the context of you guys doing it Can Mark Bobby explain to Corey what just happened Yeah, Explain fisting to me Mark Bobby PGR
4: Well you know Every time Roman gets ready to deliver his Superman punch Cox is fixed like a gun <laughs> is that what it I don't is? know about you but I wish that was me <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh god, so what, what was the next match? No, no that's it. It's a Roman and Edge. Yet. Oh, I'm
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't even think he said who he's fighting. I think he just said edge. Roman no, and Edge. Oh, you did
4: say Edge? I, s- I said it in a very silly voice. But I said oh.
1: So, again, to reiterate, mm-hmm. uh, it's March 25th when we're doing this. So there is a possibility that another person could be added into this match. Another guy. And that other guy is Daniel Bryan. So, now, there's bullhorns going on here. I think what we should do. yes. Really, I think what we should guess, do yeah. is give our predictions for the straight up Edge versus Roman Reigns and then a possible prediction if Daniel Bryan is thrown in, who wants to set us off rich. Bullhorns.
5: That was actually funny. I,
1: <laughs> I thought hey, you
5: were like, yeah. about to pull a bullhorn out and start yelling at us. Uh, the Roman Edge prediction I have. I have Roman winning this match. Uh, which I think would be a, a, a surprise because Edge, you know, usually they would like to give the Royal Rumble winner the uh, the title, uh, you know, the title at the end of uh, the main event at WrestleMania. But Roman's has been on such a great run, and I, I, I just love to see it just continue and see what he has, um, you know, left. There's also that rumor that Edge may also toy around with NXT a little bit during the summer, so that'll be fun to see. Now in the prediction, if Daniel Bryan's involved in the match, oh, man. This is tough because I definitely feel like this changes things because now you can get the title off Roman Reigns without having him being pinned in the ring. And you can use Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, as that subject. So I feel like in that regard, I feel like Edge would win in that triple threat match.
3: But can I ask you a question? What's up? Do you see... If, let's say they do that the whole point of the triple threat is so that Roman can lose without um, getting beat. Do you see Daniel Bryan beating Edge? thought of it okay thought of it i
5: i do love the story though again kind of back to what we were saying about drew and bobby lashley these two guys their career came to an end at one point and even roman too battling leukemia at one point in each of those three careers their career should have been over right there and now they're in the main event of the, the first wrestlemania back with fans i think has like the components to be a phenomenal storyline but yeah, I love this idea of Roman still carrying this title, but in a triple threat format, I feel like the easiest way to get the title off Roman if he doesn't lose. Yeah.
3: Anybody else want to give their prediction before I give my spiel? Go, on, go for it. Do you <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> fine, go
4: ahead. Okay. <laughs> Bobby Fitz. I guess I'll
3: go.
4: Um, I personally would love to see Edge climb that second mountain he's been trying to climb since he came back. However, I don't think Roman's reign haha, comes to an end... <laughs> By what? Edge If Brian's in the mix I think Brian's eating the pin and Edge's taking that belt And we'll go from there But uh, I think Roman's gonna retain If it's just over Edge That's what Bobby thinks Thank you
5: Bobby You're Welcome. What does Mark Bobby think? <laughs> Roman <laughs> All day
4: That was like a little Paul Bear actually was It was a little high. bit Paul Bear oh, 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 yeah. no, I think Roman's gonna spear him both at the same time
3: if Roman Rage and... Uh, Roman Rage. Roman, Reigns. Roman, Roman Rage. Rage. Roman Rage, Rage. Roman Rage. 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 Cajun. Cajun. That could be Roman character, Rage Roman Rage. So if Edge and Roman Rage collide at the same time for a spear, is it like the equivalent of the Infinity Gauntlet?
5: Mm. How about they all collide in the ring and Daniel goes with a double knee? Spear, spear, knee.
3: Um, knee, in the, knee in
5: the middle of the ring. Don't get me started. Call, call that spot right now.
6: <laughs> Go ahead.
2: All right, so this is kind of like the pinnacle what were we were supposed to get with goldberg i guess in roman with the spear versus spear mm. so now we have another spear versus spear. And edge was kind of like the wwe version of this well i guess goldberg was a little bit whatever um edge lost his belt like he never lost his belt right that's the thing that's that's what hits me hard he never lost his belt he was champion when edge got hurt like when Edge got hurt nine years nine years ago 10, 10, 11. 10 11, 11, 11 11 years ago he had the belt and he had to vacate it because he, he had to retire so he never lost his belt. And I feel for him. Like, I'm like, he's back. He's in the best shape of his life. He's ripped out of his mind. And he just wants, like, give him the shot, give him his belt back. But again, this is against Hilo Roman, which is on an amazing run right now. It's like, is he the right guy to take the belt mm. on him? No. So I, but if Brian's in the mix, I like that Rich said that Brian would be the guy to take the fall. Edge gets the belt. But if it's one on one, I want Edge to win. But I feel like Roman will take it. And Edge is, I think he's a company dude. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I, don't, I think he'll be fine with it. So, yeah.
1: Roman r- wins regardless. Okay. There you go. Oh. Ro- Roman wins regardless. Okay. If it's one-on-one, Edge is not beating him. Uh, personally, hot take here. Uh, don't think Edge should have won the Royal Rumble. I agree. Don't think he should have be put into this match. I and agree. I understand that uh, 10 years ago, he lost the title. because, Well, he didn't lose the title. He had to vacate the title because of injury. Don't think he should be getting a title match off the rip. Uh, Edge clearly stated when he was first announced that he wanted to make his comeback when he came back last year and then the pandemic happened and then he got hurt again. Um, different injury. Um, he had a whole list of guys he wanted to fight. Why don't you go fight those guys first? Number one, because that's what you want. Number two, it would be better for story that you've, battle-tested yourself against all these other guys, and now you worked your way up to the mighty Roman Reigns, who should still be champion at the time. It just makes more sense to me. So that's why I think if it's one-on-one, Roman's winning. And even if you throw Daniel Bryan in the mix, I think Roman's still winning. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan's doing this whole spiel, like this might be his last mania, blah, blah, blah. He's going to drop part-time. He wants to go take care of his kids. Whatever he's got to do, all respect to him. No, he's not. That was a a mistake. (laughs) I don't think you can end Roman's title right now. You just can't. This dude has been... Ridiculed for years for shit that he had no control over, he ha- he proved that he could work in the ring even during those terrible years of this shit gimmicks they gave him. He did put on good matches. So many people didn't even want to admit it because they just hated him. He's finally earned it. He's dominant right now. He's got arguably the best gimmick besides the Fiend. I still think the Fiend's the best gimmick in my opinion. Taker. Um. He's retired. <laughs> um. I mean, currently, and Taker's the best gimmick of all time. Um, you can't, you can't, you cannot deny him. And like, personally, if you wanted to give it to Edge down the line, sure, after Roman ripped through everybody else, not now. And like, I think Roman deserves like a ridiculously long reign.
2: If Ed is going to be here for three years. Yes, which is, he is. I would like just one run. Just
3: that's, no, that's it. fine. Just one yeah, run. he will get it. Doesn't
2: have to be now, though. Like He'll you said, get it. Doesn't have to
3: be now. Right. now kind of sudden. Continue. So what you said is kind of why I wish that they had just done Edge versus Finn Balor at Mania because it would have mm. been out of the box would have been incredible and I actually think edge touring around with NXT if it's going to happen you could have done it then mm. now for the predictions for the match I think if it's Roman Edge one on one Roman's been built up your head of the table your tribal chief to basically strangle people what is edge what did edge have to retire for a neck injury neck injury the tribal choke off the spear sells itself I think that's an incredible finish I think Roman is just too good to take the. It's like it's uh, it's not the same comparison, but the easiest thing I could describe it to is like there was only one guy that was going to take the belt off Okada. It was Kenny Omega. We don't have a guy to take it off Roman. No, Ranger. we don't. Correct. Right. We don't. At not not it, yet. At least in my mind. So I think if Roman Edge one on one Roman retains. If you get the triple threat match, I would like to see Roman retain. I think Edge being the company guy and Roman knowing he's got time on the top left and his character is bulletproof. I see them giving Daniel Bryan the moment that he was robbed of multiple times.
5: Okay. Yeah, I don't believe Edge should have been in this program. I believe there was a lot left on the table with uh, with Randy Orton. Uh, I would have loved to have seen an Edge-Randy Orton-Fiend feud. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. There was a couple different options, maybe make it a triple threat. But I also like this idea of possibly having the Fiend toy with Edge, and now you start seeing the opportunistic Edge come out. And now Edge and Orton have no choice. Like, we have to stop this unstoppable monster. And rated, Team Rated RKO comes back to face The Fiend and possibly a Funhouse Bray Wyatt or even Alexa Bliss in a Fire in a Firefly Funhouse match at Mania. Corey, Cinematic
1: we'll, glory. Yeah. Corey, we'll, we'll explain more of that when we get to that match. Oh, yeah, yeah. What There's the hell lot. we're oh, talking about. Yeah, a There's a lot to that. I you're, know, a,
5: you're a team player.
1: You're a team player for listening to this. All right.
4: Um. Our second match of night two is Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against
0: Rhea Ripley. Oh, my God. All right. I'm jumping onto this one real quick. Rhea Ripley all the way.
1: Why, Corey? Yeah, why? It's
0: because she has an amazing tongue. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> she was a fantastic at the and Royal Rumble. And cancelled. <laughs> Send it to Rhea Ripley. You might comment on it. I'll draw a picture of her. She posts a lot of fan art. So, 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 so actually, like, why don't like, like,
2: like yeah. The all wrestlers post, repost.
1: She's post my her favorite. Art. Uh, so like, yeah, like Corey. Woman is, in the Corey Rumble. mentioned earlier. You know, he, he knew wrestling growing up, but like, not really. And like, he really just started getting into it now. I knew it existed us. when I was younger. Right. I knew so it was a <laughs> thing. The first event he watched was this this year's Royal Rumble. And he, t- he's watching the Women's Royal Rumble, and he's enjoying it. <laughs> Brie Ripley came out, and that was it for Corey. He was, Corey's in love. He was in love. <laughs> so, my favorite person to like on Instagram. So Corey does not care about Asuka at all. He doesn't even know anything about this. He doesn't he, care about he anything. He might love her, too. He might, but he's you going with
0: you. Oh, 100%. Okay. There's no chance I'm going against her. Is, I don't even know who the other person is. That's what I'm saying. If you've seen Oscar, you might... Uh...
5: Corey, could, Corey, could you spell Asuka? <laughs> off, off the top of your head. <laughs>
0: O S K A?
3: No. No. Man. She's Japanese. ASK-A? Does that help?
0: Oh, I, I did it the Japanese way. Oh, okay. A S K. Wait, is she the girl that looks like Hillary Duff?
3: What? You thought she looked like? No. Short he thought she. He kept calling her. Oh Hilary yeah, Duff. you kept calling her face J- paint. Japanese yeah. Hillary Duff. She's yeah. Japanese Hillary Duff. Japanese Hillary Duff. Yeah. Tell me it. she's not Japanese. Think about it. It's, it. it's actually not far off depending on the photo.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I know exactly who we're, we're talking <laughs> Corey's about. Corey's a genius. I'm gonna find out. All right, Where's the? I don't know how to spell her name. I honestly don't
1: spell While Corey's doing that, we'll go around. A S U K.
5: A. Oh, wow. ASUKA. Almost missed a ASUKA. I suck. I suck. I suck <laughs> at <A-S-S-S-U-K-A>. this. <laughs> suck at spelling. A S U K A. Uh and I'm not going with ASUKA. I am going with I'm not spelling the other one. Rhea Ripley. I'm going to just go over. Spell it. R-H-E-A. R-H-E-A-R-I-P-L-E-Y. Yes. Yes. Use it in a sentence. Where she
3: make him. She make him. Yeah, I'm going to replay If anybody else was in the ring with Asuka, I'd probably say Asuka, but it's time for Rhea Ripley. I agree. It's time for the brutality. It's time for the Holy nightmare. Enough. Rhea Ripley, when it's all said and done, will be the greatest woman's wrestler of all time. Hot take, but I could get behind that. Uh, I think it's Rhea Ripley. It's, it's
4: Rhea Ripley's time. It's time. She's the next big women's star.
1: I agree. Agreed. No yeah.
4: question.
0: And she's a monster too. I mean, like yeah, like, her workout method. I mean, and she's just she's ripped. She's damn good. Yeah, she she's really damn is. Damn
3: good. She is the perfect female pro wrestler. Yes, she checks every box. I could see that on different on, on so right. many different you're levels. You're what do you think, Paul?
2: Rhea.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, I think it's unanimous. she should be
2: Charlotte. So I agree. I agree. That, I agree.
3: that was going to be was bullshit she last
2: year. She should have. So Charlotte, this didn't is need her it. moment. Yeah, this. She this is her moment. Deserves it a lot. A
1: hundred percent. So. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. All right, Randy Orton. We're gonna give Corey. <laughs> we'll give Corey a little backstory on the Fiend. <laughs> what The hell we're talking about? <laughs> who, In the bathroom while you do that. Who <laughs> wants to take that bullet? Oh, man, watch out for the I'll axe. Pull the picture up. <clears throat> yeah, pull a picture up. Oh, you love the Fiend, Joe. I'll you the Joey? I'll do that, Joey. You're the Fiend expert. So, there's a wrestler. His name is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt falls under the category of uh, of what we were talking about earlier. Oh shit, he
3: looks like a disturbed album cover. Yes. And he doesn't look like that now.
1: No. 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 Corey,
3: Show him the actor. This guy out of character is who I dressed as at Halloween. That guy? Yeah. Well, you, you did Funhouse Bray? I did Mr. Rogers? I did Mr. Rogers Bray. Oh, okay. Wow. So, Cory,
1: uh, Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, falls under the category of what we were talking about earlier. Where, okay, cool. Here's a guy who should be pushed and just, oh, you got to be quicker than that. Almost had it. We're not going to really fucking give it to you. What the fuck? <laughs> so. Wow. That's fucking bananas. He he got to W. He he came up to WWE. He originally had like a really bad generic gimmick. They you know he was on TV for a little bit doing something. Took him off, and then he developed his Bray Wyatt character, who was like a cult leader from the Bayou. Right? He had his own little little cronies. They called it the Wyatt family. Whatever. Rest in peace, Luke Carper. Great. Great gimmick for the first time in years. Um, very, like, kind of satanic, not really, but backwards by you cult leader type shtick, right? He was his cat. You no, know, uh, what's the movie? Max Caddy? So he, it's Deliverance meets Cape Fear. Yeah, Cape Fear. Wow. That's kind of like the, the, you know, where they got the idea from. The actual person himself who plays Bray Wyatt, who is Bray Wyatt, just great actor. Just like he he just gets it, right? So he had this gimmick.
3: He's also the son of a uh, legend yes. IRS.
1: Yeah, he was the son of another wrestler who so wrestled in the 90s. He's from a wrestling family. He Tax, gets season. Tax season. Tax mm. season. Right now. Yeah. Anyway. Great, right? Not the greatest technical wrestler, but solid wrestler, bigger dude, knows how to... Kind of looks like Mike. Okay. Right? So you did you do that on purpose?
3: I was uh, in a really bad position in the chair, and I just thought I'd fix, <laughs> my, fix That's myself. That's a no. Oh, I really no, thought no. you were doing That's that on no. purpose. No, okay. the audience right. did that one.
1: Not the greatest technical wrestler, but understands this is my body, this is my size, this is what I could do. So in his own right, pretty solid wrestler. Um, never, never given the, the real opportunity. He won the WWE title at one point, and it was a holy shit moment. Everybody was fucking ecstatic. And then they took it off of him a month later. By right. who, Joey? Randy Orton. That's right. Hoo-hoo. So, many, many years go by of, of this bullshit booking for this guy. So, they do a little storyline with another guy. He gets written off TV, right? I can't remember if he was really hurt in real life or whatever was going on.
3: I think they let him off to lose weight for the character. Probably. Maybe that.
1: He was a little husky. Oh, uh, and he was, and yeah. he was having kids. Yes, and he was having kids. So, eventually... Months go by, like eight, nine months, long time, right? All of a sudden, WWE starts playing this vignette of like this children's Fred Rogers looking fucking whatever. And here's Bray Wyatt in a sweater and khakis. And what the hell is going on here? And like every week they cut these little little promos where he's in this, this fun house with these puppet characters. And it's like, what the hell is happening? But there's always the slightest subtle hint of some... Deep, dark, satanic fucking thing happening. Eventually, he shows up. He's, he's got an alter ego called The Fiend. Right? Storyline is The Fiend is this
3: li- limit, limitless, all-powerful entity evil entity that basically... Do you want to get into the real meta reason? So, the theory is that when Matt Hardy threw him into the lake, yeah. what was in the lake possessed him and eventually evolved into the fiend.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So, other story. So, basically, the, this this entity... Wrestling's fucking weird.
3: Wrestling's weird sometimes, but sometimes it's great. So a soap operas. So. Corey, he's supposed to look like if Death of the Family Joker had demon
1: powers. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. That's his thing. He just comes out and just, like, murders people. So, it's like, you have Bray Wyatt, like, who's coming out dressed in a a sweater and he's all happy and shit and like he'll wrestle some matches maybe he'll win maybe he won't but when somebody pisses him off well he goes against the fiend and everybody dies that's just yeah that's just basically everybody fucking dies like right so great gimmick and like the way that they're doing it is the fiend is basically atoning for all of Bray's you know, failures. He's basically, since he's been here, he's been going back and going after all the guys that beat Bray Wyatt. But the thing with the storyline is, which they alluded to with Edge, you know, changing persona, which is actually genius in the way that they, they created the character. Every time he the Fiend fights somebody, after he beats them, or after they just experience him, they have a switch in persona. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if they're a good guy and they fight him, now they're a bad guy. So They're a bad guy, now they're a good guy. So... Mm-hmm.
3: So he wears gloves that say "hurt and heal." If he hurts you, you turn heel. If he heals you, you become a face.
1: Right. Ah, so basically, geez. so, so j- just some examples. His first big feud when he showed up was against Finn Balor, right? Finn Balor like beep Ray, like whatever. They had a shitty feud. Nobody cared about. So uh, Finn Balor was a smiling good guy on WWE. Roy he fiend murdered him. Murdered him in, in his, his first, first match. Night, yep. All of a sudden, Finn Balor shows up on NXT, and he's kind of like a cocky tweener bad guy now, and we all fucking love him. Again, it's great, right? Then he fought Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was a was the champion. He was a, a plucky good he's guy. What Drew is now. He's what Drew is. Yeah, and then he he got murdered by the fiend, and then he became freaking. I think I'm the Messiah. I'm Jesus Christ, but I'm I'm fucking weird Jesus Christ. So he's a bad guy, mm-hmm. and he's still a bad guy. Now explain the whole turnaround with Daniel Bryan because that's the most interesting one, right? So Daniel Bryan at this point was kind. Of was a bad guy. He he was like a, he was like a prick. He was like this pro environmental and every all human beings are shit and you're all wasteful. He fought the fiend, got his ass kicked. And now he's a good guy again. And like every time you experience the fiend, you change. So yeah, he ripped his hair out. Well, Goldberg went back to the retirement home where he yeah. fucking belonged. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
3: They even have a stupid storyline reason why The Fiend wasn't all-powerful against Goldberg. Goldberg wasn't as scared of him.
1: Yeah, was We also sh- haven't seen John Cena since. Oh, yeah. He murdered John Cena yeah. and in, th- in this crazy cinematic match, and we haven't seen John Cena he's since. He's stuck he, in the Phantom Zone. You gotta yeah. show him
0: that match. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah, Is that where that whole you can't see me thing came from? <laughs> no, no, no. no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, great, no. great illusion, I'm from
4: a Grammy Award-winning rap album, actually. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, he won a Grammy for that, for that album. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. John Cena. For what? For writing a rap album. album. For dope for rhymes, bro. What, yeah. so some schmuck
0: can write an album and all of a sudden it's like you get the Grammy for it? Yeah, we can. I was like, why aren't we doing that? Duh. Let's He's got a yeah.
2: master's degree in Your basic Your time is honors. up. My time is now. You written album me. by He's a doctor. Doctor.
1: Anyway. drug life. So, yeah, exactly. Pug life. You so, yes. one of one of Bray Wyatt's biggest rivals when he was still, like, regular, like, cult leader Bray Wyatt was Randy Orton. Randy Orton pretended to be his friend. He infiltrated his little group, and then he beat him for the title. And it was burned his, whole his house down. down. Burnt his house down. Literally. Wow. Literally. Wow. hmm Fiend's pissed. So, they started their feud up, and they had um, an Inferno match, and Randy Orton set Fiend on fire and burned.
5: So First the f- person to really get the best, the better half of him. Yeah,
1: like, for real. Mm-hmm. Fiend's been gone for a while. Now, at this point, the Fiend possessed Alexa Bliss. Remember you were saying in the Royal Rumble, that's who's, this what little, happened. Okay. who's this little girl's got demon powers? And then Rhea Ripley put a stop to that. Thank she God. eliminated her. Oh, mm-hmm. So good. So Alexa's kind of been carrying the feud while the Fiend's been away. Well, the Fiend just recently returned, and now he, like Rich showed you in a picture, he's like charred Fiend. He's all burnt and shit. Extra crispy. He's mm-hmm. extra crispy, but he's like extra dangerous think like now. It like a like So now they're having this big match at Mania. And I hope the fiend absolutely fucking destroys randy <laughs> yeah. Orton.
3: it should be a fun house match i don't know if it's going to be i'm wondering if they're actually gonna are they gonna do a cinematic match on screamer they're gonna screen, or they're gonna actually try to do like some special effects stuff for the live crowd they're gonna have to
1: because the crowd's live you can't you can't yeah. do the, the cinematic shit unless you're unless you're gonna do like AEW did with um the tag team match yeah. team taz and sting and darby where it was off site yeah yeah
3: yeah so who wants to go first on this? Because I have like a bonkers theory on this one. Yeah,
1: oh, I'll,
6: I'll go
3: right. first. God, all right, I'm gonna pick that guy, the Fiend. So Mike, you go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so I think. So you guys alluded to the fact that he has John Cena locked up in basically the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. I think Randy Orton frees John Cena and they team up on the Fiend.
1: Wow, that would
3: be wild. But we, the Fiend should kill both of them at WrestleMania, or I think they do. Off, I think they do an offsite cinematic Funhouse match. So
2: that'll be seen as showing up at WrestleMania.
3: Yeah. Because theoretically he can't because he's filming a show. But if you film it off-site, and like they could film it off-site near wherever Cena is and just splice it. They could it. go there and yeah, do and splice it. splice it into mania. Part of the DC universe. <laughs> now, all, realistically speaking, I think The Fiend wins. But if we get some crazy hoopla but like Cena, I think somehow they have The Fiend take an L here. Oh, no, that would be terrible. Okay, I'm
5: not going to be boring. Fiend's going to absolutely destroy him. I, I kind of wish there was like a way. If, if you wanted to continue the program, Randy, would need to find something or someone to like balance this whole handicap match between him and Bliss. I think Bliss is going to make a big impact in that. So yeah, Fiend's going to just just wipe the floor with Randy Orton. Keep it as simple.
4: Fiend's getting his revenge. Fiend. Fiend.
1: All right. Yeah. Bobby, there's a couple more, right? Yes, there we are. We
4: so we are done with the night matches. Uh, the matches that are actually announced for which night? We that actually have two matches that are not announced for a night yet. The first one is the New Day, defending the Raw Tag titles against AJ Styles and the debuting Omas. Omas?
1: Oh. AJ and Omas won. AJ is going to complete his Grand Slam, uh, possibly do it in a faster time than Dean because they don't want Dean to have that record because he's gone. Fastest Grand Slam. Um, I could see that happening. Um, you know, Vince. Vince likes big guys, so yeah, to, is for freshman Omos, this dude's seven foot three. He's massive. Yeah. 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 So you know, his debut match is going to be a mania. Put a title on him. That's a very Vince move. I could see that happening.
5: I I got AJ Omos, and more for personal reasons because New Day took the titles off my boy Shelton. So yes. um, I have grief. There.
3: Rich is pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> I got a few. Uh, I got a few bullet points at this match. One, Hurt Business shouldn't have lost. I agree with you on that yep. one. Two. I'm wondering if they pull, so if you remember WrestleMania 29, Big E and Ziggler, I was Big, e's, just thinking this. Big E's debut was in the tag match against Team Hell No. Team Hell No got the win, so I'm wondering if the New Day wins beating AJ, and then this is just a showcase for Omos to make him look good. Mm, okay. I'd, another point, If prediction, AJ Styles and Omos. Okay. However, I'm mad that this match is even happening because it should have been Mustafa Ali versus Kofi Kingston, because they have been building it up for six months, and then they just took it away.
1: Yes, you're right. I actually forgot all about that. That would have been great. Oh, well.
4: Uh, I say AJ Styles and Omos because, like Joey said, it's AJ's time to get that Grand Slam. And it's, something, it's cool for them to do. I think they'd be a really entertaining actual tag so, so. team.
2: I concur. I think AJ and Omas takes it. Omos, I think, has to be like a monster. He's, he's a huge, you got to make Dude, him yeah. start off right. You got to start off like we just yep. annihilated. I,
1: I think th- I wouldn't be surprised if they literally, if they literally have him like pick up uh, right. Woods and Kofi and just start flinging them around yeah. the ring. So I'm you picking that.
2: Uh, also, because you said the grand slam. So And I think because New Day. How many times have they been champion? Like this. 11, 11 too many in a short amount of time. They broke the record. I love New Day, but like, you just got it like last week. I feel like
3: doesn't edge. Still have uh, the individual uh, tag belt record edge, does edge. It. edge 14. Is, yes.
1: Edge as individual, but as a team,
2: New D- day. D- the Come Dudleys on,
1: had 10 And I think New Day's at 11
2: now. Yeah yep. so, uh, AJ almost Yeah Everybody go huh? yep. Right. yep So our final match
1: Braun Strowman Versus oh Shane McMahon No one cares <laughs> Nope No one. I cares. agree with Joey I, I hope this ends In a no contest It's <laughs> Why is this yeah, happening Exactly Why is this I'll happening I'll tell you why it's gonna happen Shane
4: McMahon No one He hasn't laid down For absolutely nobody
1: Except for AJ Styles Good job day.
2: brother I don't
1: even blame Either one of them I blame Shane's
2: father Man, well, don't dumb. forget, your boy Hogan is hosting the show.
3: <laughs> you, I'm know sorry. you know something, Joey Stern, with Titus step. O'Neil and I? Sorry. A lot Ooh.
5: of violence happening at this table right now. We got some chairs. We got a table I here. We need Six people. We got a match right now. We
0: have a match right now. We have a we match right warm. now. Yeah. The first time I didn't know so. I literally said that when he came in. I was like, "I bet you pulled this bomb stuff with you."
1: It's, sorry. So that's that's all that they've announced so far. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's WrestleMania, and it's two nights. It's going to wind up being other matches. But Do I, so you want to speculate on matches that we might could?
3: Happen? We could try. I mean, I know Riddle's got to defend the title. Big E's got to defend his title. Hmm. I just want to say real quick. I think the reason why the Strowman chain match is happening so the chain could get thrown off that Raymond James pirate ship. Oh, oh that would be fantastic. Because they have to throw Shane McMahon off of something. Well, they have the show. to. Summerslam. Oh. oh. Oh, you know what's yes, pro- like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what's probably happening that they didn't officially announce yet? Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, which
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. which he's could be, could
5: be a show stealer. I have your 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 ship spot. It's actually going to be Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn because okay. oh. oh. Hale's begging for that ship spot. Yes. so he's yeah. going to That's get, get that ship great spot. That's I really true. hope they do
3: they it. They should fly in Kyrie Sane and let her give the elbow.
1: Yes, or yeah, yeah, shoot her out of the cannon. You're gonna have a women's
3: tag
4: four way too. I think sort of so. Yeah, man. You know, with the, for the women's tag belts, Jackson Baszler, You'll have uh, Riot Squad. Hopefully. Riot Squad Naomi and Lana. Squad. and You'll have Mandy Itali- I was thinking
5: Natalia
3: and, and uh, Tamina. They're gonna yeah. give so it to not Mandy. And and, I don't actually, think they, they've no. been doing Damn. well. They're gonna give it to Naomi and
4: Lana. They've been. We're thinking gonna take Riot Squad out and give it to um, man, uh, man Mandy and Dana. Mandy man and Dana.
5: I want to book a match. Book, right a match. Right a book a match. Do right it right now. I want to book a match right now. Do it right now. Joe doesn't talk about here. Rich Rich books good shit. Riddle. Is going to face Keith Lee for the U.S. title <laughs> as a match that. of respect. Keith Lee is going to win clean and shake the hand of MVP
3: after the match and join the Hurt Business yes. for the U.S. title. Ooh.
1: I'm for it. Is he cleared? I don't
5: know. Uh, I don't know.
3: So not to, sound omin- I'm dream. not to sound ominous, the Dave Meltzer rumor mill says he's out for medical reasons and he's trying to get cleared. Okay. So I'm just a little like, I'm not saying it's that bad, but hearing that after the John Huber thing scares me a little. So I hope oh. he's okay. Oh, we, know, make very we know me and him be COVID, so I'm thinking maybe he just has some complications because maybe he had it too.
4: Maybe. I hope not. I'm hoping, this uh, it's going to sound really off, but we just saw Retribution pretty much fall. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really hoping we see Mustafa Ali versus... Donovan
1: Don, Dijak, John-ジャk. yes, mm-hmm. that's what I would I want.
4: Love that match. Yes. Me- Shed that T bar. Take that mask off. I want to. See I want Dijak. Dijak.
3: Mm-hmm. T bar doesn't have a future, but Donovan Dijak. Donovan yeah. Dijak going to be just fine.
1: You Donovan Dijak.
3: <laughs> great great Mingo. great wrestler very very underrated.
4: so good and i'll never forget seeing him the final battle 2016 him doing moonsault oh yeah away.
1: that was the first time i ever saw him i oh, was yeah. like this guys like six seven doing moonsaults off the top rope yeah. to the outside of the ring this is ridiculous feast your eyes feast your eyes that
4: would be great uh, i'm trying to think of other matches we could so speculate
3: I'll, on. so i want to speculate on a match i'm not going to book a match because i'm not rich but i'm going to speculate a match biggie and apollo okay yeah. yeah they're still doing it because yes. they're still doing it right. now aren't they both dead
0: Dude, what? Apollo Creed his dad Mickey no, no, Smalls?
1: No, no, oh. not Corey. No. No. <laughs> no. He wasn't ready. He, he wasn't was ready. Solid. East Coast versus West Coast. these are wrestlers? Oh, okay. yeah. It's right. a wrestling thing. Oh shit! I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Me. I know. It, next it, week is
3: East Coast versus it, West Coast. It's oh, right. it's been okay. Long. okay. All right. Okay. Does, then we can
5: talk about the
1: NWA. Does Apollo? Hey, yeah. Here we
3: go. <laughs> does Apollo win? I think Apollo is going to slowly become oh. the modern day nation of domination. So I think he gets it. Apollo Ooh. won in the first one, but then the second one, Rocky won. So so Biggie gets about back. And hey. the third one,
4: they they just went to see who was the better man. True.
1: But The fourth, one, he dies. So I want that. True. You know.
5: Yeah. Paul's got a new gimmick now. He's like yeah. Black Panther, like yeah. Nation Wakanda now. Yeah. Him. all I of a sudden he's got an accent. It, yeah. That's a shoot. I yeah yeah. So I, I I'm with it too. I'm with it. So I want that grand entrance. I want him to come out with an arm.
1: Yo, to... if he comes out like on a flying carpet, if he does that. He's held, one of the held up by people. 100. percent He's one of
3: the time. Well, UN Nation was his indie name. That's yes, the, that's the truth. He really is Nigerian royal. Yeah, which is awesome.
1: I li- I like the scarf thing.
3: Yeah. It's yeah, dope, and he comes like, out with the spear. His tights look like, and it, his it tights are good. dope. Yeah. Even, even the new music—it sounds like something off the Black Panther soundtrack.
4: Mm-hmm. He's more aggressive. He just—he's exactly this, like a star.
3: This is what he needed.
1: Yeah. He got called off from NXT way too early. They had nothing for him for years. He had like oh, no definitely. gimmick. Like this is—I think
3: this is good. And they were building up great. He had a barn burner with Finn, and then they called him up. Yep, stupid.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to speculate on a really out there match: Baron Corbin versus Jeff Hardy. Ooh! Even though they're on different brands, what? No, I thought Corbin was on Smack. Oh, Corbin's on. Ooh, Monica. Jeff's on Raw. Well, you know what? I don't ooh. Ooh. know. Yeah, don't it know is out the there. You're right.
5: Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're right. <laughs> Brand
4: <laughs> <laughs> supremacy. You weren't wrong. That's yeah. Survivor Series. <laughs> that was Batista I'm and Elmer. Yeah. Sorry. God rest his um, I take it back. Then I guess I'd probably do Jeff versus Elias again. Unfortunately, just because they're going to give Jeff Pre-show.
1: something. Yeah,
4: that's what I was. Well, you'll, for. you'll
1: probably get the Andre the Giant sorry, Battle mean. Royal and then the Women's Battle Royal for the trophies. Correct. I can. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe Jeff wins that. The women's too? No,
3: a woman would have to win that. Well, Santino. <laughs> yeah. Santina. If, if Keith Lee isn't able to go, I see Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy.
1: Okay, that'd be a good match. That would be a good match.
3: Mm-hmm. High flyers. The
1: scooter, bro. Yes, and the scooter, bro.
3: Emphasis on high.
0: I have Four no prediction.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's been a it's been a while. This has been one hell of an episode. <laughs> wow.
5: Just as long as a WrestleMania. Yeah. So, so would sorry, you guys, guys say
0: it's it's been a while since i sorry.
5: sorry. sorry. I her, her oh
3: you're you can sing all 90 songs of vowels, didn't you know? You bad, know? 90s yeah, bad 90s, song 90s. episode. So one of the biggest issues with WrestleMania is how do you follow that? So, gentlemen, how do <laughs> we follow you, Mike? Oh, that's, Michael, I'm Mike, that's my asked. bit,
0: man. You just stole Corey's bit,
3: man. <laughs> I will. Man. Yo,
5: that's it's like the third time you've done that.
0: All right, Mike, get up. I have to shank you. Yep. <laughs> Corey's about to stab my. Prison now. rules. Wait, hold on. Are you going to hit me with the steel?
5: Yeah. Corey, you know what? i mean, still, it it hit, still hit his
0: me his with bit. the real steel. Steel his bit. Corey, still his bit. Ladies been. and gentlemen, this is Mike. Okay. I'm here to support All or Nothing Entertainment, and, uh, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you.
3: You yes. just made me look like a great guy, so I'll take that. You did. Or did I? <laughs> they can't see you. There's a machete on the table. Right. <laughs> you don't see the words prick written across my forehead?
0: That's right. No, all right. Is that right. real?
3: Yeah.
0: It's Corey. Why of course it's real. Here, Fran, French cut himself with this, but be very careful. It's incredibly sharp. Who
1: cut himself? French.
0: French, Francesco. Oh. The serrated part is also incredibly sharp. This is the length of a 90s I WrestleMania. It right? is. The WrestleMania. You're Rambo. Okay, see, Bobby, if you cut yourself on that in your through to the hospital, I can't follow you in an ambulance to the hospital, but Paul, they can follow Somebody us. take this oh, away from me. Thank you, Corey. Well, they can follow us <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Three Ugly Guys. No shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, see, now if Mike cuts himself, I have to listen to him scream about him cutting himself and I have to hear it all night. Joe, where could they hear us?
1: Well, if you want to hear this podcast and many of our other podcasts, you can listen to us at Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Apple Music at Three Ugly Guys. Again, we want to thank our three guests Bobby. Thank you very much for having me. Mike. Thank you so much. And Rich. Appreciate it, bud. Who
5: once again, oh yeah, absolutely. Plug, plug on po- plug Twitch, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Leading off our baseball pod, and of course at 8 p.m. Eastern time, savages in the Bronx. We're talking Yankees and nothing but Yankees. If you're a Mets fan, close that that screen in the <laughs> close that X button on the right hand side <laughs> of your screen and get the fuck out of my podcast. <laughs> but we'll see you Monday nights
0: regardless. Uh, shot time. <laughs> 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 Hi, everybody. As always, we are Three Ugly Guys. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Optimus Primeval Warfare. In the house tonight, we had Joe. How much ammo you got? Oh, I got tons of ammo. All right.
2: From Three Ugly Guys, I want to bid you adieu. So on that note, goodbye, (laughs) and good night. Ben. Ben!